So it's actually amazing that we haven't connected before. Well, I didn't we didn't we meet we once? Met, we yeah. met in Atlanta. Yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah, at the um, at the uh, Turner thing. Yeah. That at the time was really secret because that was for the new CS:GO league. Yeah, that was that was the yeah. one where Crazy Kim Rom tried to fight me, right? I don't know yes, if you were there. Yes, that was my first impression of you. Was like <laughs> crazy, you right? Got in a fight with a dude, or a guy got in a fight with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then immediately, I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's intense!" Mm -hmm. Like that was like two seconds into meeting you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know if I, I don't even know if I've ever told that story, but um, Kim Rom was out there trying to get like some fucking media job at Turner, and he got fucking shit face drunk, and in front of all the executives was like trying to push me and like square up to me over something I'd said about on gamers because I, I don't know if you remember on gamers got banned by Reddit. And okay. um, a load of on gamers staff came out and said, "Oh, the reason we got fucked by Reddit was like Kim Rom had a bunch of accounts, like Reddit accounts, and he was like yeah. upvoting the first ten upvotes, like with these fake accounts, to game the algorithm, and that's why we all got shut down." And I think I repeated it on like Unfiltered or whatever fucking podcast I was doing with your boy Steve. And and um, anyway, that, yeah, he, he he came up to me and tried to start a fight with me over that. It was like fucking insane. Um, and then awful. and then when the execs told us to hug it out, so. I like when okay come here kim and i was like i'm just gonna jump through these hoops because i want this six-figure tv job he like leaned in and like he nipped me on the ribs like a little bitch like he gave me a little nip like that right on the skin right on my love handle to try and get me to take a swing at him dude fucking crazy i, I have met some absolute hardcore derelicts in esports like it's got to be it's got to be said like i've never i've never met so many unstable people but but hopefully that didn't yeah. leave a bad impression because um yeah, I, yeah. No, no, but I don't think that was my fault really i thought i was a nice it guy didn't. i mean i knew a lot about you from before and i've still been following your stuff i mean the whole rick fox thing that you put out i think was excellent and uh i thought was like really on point and i'm really glad that that was out there you know yeah. so I, i've been a i've been a um a fan of your exposés and your work for quite a while yeah, and I, I gotta be honest as well. I've been um, enjoying you kind of moving over and a full being a full time streamer now. Yeah, um, I, I, it's my it's my other identity on top of the the, the nerd fusion stuff we do, but yeah. it, it works out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, why, why don't you tell people why we've got you on the stream to talk about this particular issue with TFU and Phase? Like, because you do have some expertise. I, I watched uh, your stream uh, the mm. l l last night um and was kind of picking out you know and watch some of the vods and stuff today um and you were all over live stream fail of course um so you, you, th there is a reason you're not just a random dude i pulled into the call that, that you know that, that that i met once in atlanta because i like the look do you of pull in random dudes often or how does uh, that go it, it, you'd be surprised this stream can get pretty strange so <laughs> okay <laughs> um i guess uh i i, I try to be I, I don't know like how qualified i am uh, i i was um previously i was the um regional manager for team Dignity toss that's kind of how i got started yep. in esports and and before that i had i had um run a broadcast that was focused on the most positive game ever known uh, which is a uh, league of legends and uh and uh, that was a a a, mm. a, 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 a a twitch stream that attempted to bring positivity to uh, that oh, yeah. game yeah, yeah. i don't know how well it did but we got we got some pickup <laughs> from riot there in esports and that transitioned me into the work with um dignitas and then from there I took on the role as a, a CEO of Counterwatch Gaming, which is where we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then after that, I you were like we, George's handler at that event, right? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it traded back and forth. Sometimes he was my handler, and sometimes I was his. It was yeah. hard to see on any given day. Uh, George is a cool guy. I like him. He's. I love. I love George, dude. I owe, I owe him so much. He's really the, one of the most underrated people in esports. For sure. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, I came from there. I, I'm in between that. I did a lot of consulting for esports teams and stuff like that. But I think like the, the angle I, um, I'm taking on, like, I don't usually like approach issues that, cause there's, there's one of the reasons I was so like, I was so interested in the way that you're, you're doing this. I went through and like read all your tweets on it and like some of your, your stream on it is because I think you're able to separate the business from the drama. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's what seems to be like a lot of people that are reporting on this issue just don't understand. Like there is this whole like TFU slash like argument going on, but at the same time, there's the business side of it, which everyone seems to be ignoring, which are like serious allegations. And, and, um, and I think, unbelievably so. Uh, unbelievably serious allegations and particularly how phase is responding to that yeah. i i think sort of undermines the credibility of our industry as a whole and is one of the reasons why i've taken such a strong stance on this yeah well i mean so just to inform people um who are tuning in um you know you made a couple of points that i myself uh you know didn't didn't make and didn't really pick up on i mean first of all there was the point where you're right in in the video that banks did responding it which i did a breakdown of that too uh the vod's still on the twitch channel for anyone who hasn't uh, missed it you can go you know give it a quick watch at some point but um you know he is said like um you know, one of the parts of the complaint, and I thought this was petty and childish, but I understand it is a legal tactic to say, oh, my me, I was forced to drink alcohol and, oh, I would never dream of such terrible, wild, crazy, non-Christian activity. You know, like, it, it's a bit pathetic, but I, but I understand why. The last thing you want to say as a team owner, somebody would have a duty of care to players living in a property that's, you know, run by you, is, oh, I knew you were all underage drinking. And yeah, I, I, I didn't pick up on that. Like, as he said it, I kind of glossed yeah. over that. But that's like, that's unbelievably dumb to say. It's insane. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, do you feel like there's any, like, do you, like, what, do you think that, like, what Banks is doing is just out of, like, pure ignorance? Like, or, like, it, like, as a business owner? Or do you think, like, there's some, like, 200 IQ play here we're missing? Like, I can't um, figure it out. The, well, okay. So the, the, 200, the only 200 IQ play is that they've already accepted internally. They're going to let Tfue walk from the contract and they're going to do that sort of quietly, you know, because now yeah. the, the, yeah, because now the big yeah. fight isn't with Tfue, it's with the Labor Commission. That's, exactly right yeah. that, that's that's the big fight that's coming up now and you know the fact they've already got the head of the labor commission to even look at this is unbelievably bad for phase unbelievably yeah, bad for a lot of organizations <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah exactly and, like right. once the government starts looking into where the bodies are buried like people like you and me have just waiting years for that mm. to happen like it's just a, it's like a matter of of of, of when not if right mm. and when that happens um i, I think that's one of the the huge things here is like there are really two separate issues, right? Mm. There's the court case, and who the hell knows what happens with that? Like yeah. maybe it settles, maybe it, it maybe it actually goes to court, and like probably TFU has a a, a, a very. I've I've actually been looking into his law firm while we had a little bit of time while we were mm. talking. Yes, yeah, and apparently actually. he's hired like a fucking like top tier law firm. No, this is no joke. I mean, this yeah. guy, this guy as well. Um, not only is he unbelievably experienced in this specific type of law, this isn't like when Phantom Lord got like a law firm that hadn't experience in broadcasting, but was like dealing with like retail complaints and stuff. This guy is shit hot on this specific issue and he's a fucking crusader he even yeah. said it in his statement we're not just coming for phase with this we're gonna we're gonna change the entire paradigm for every player for every entertainer for everybody who is being um you know exploited is how they frame it in this way so i mean this guy's not going away i mean and the thing is 
even if FaZe do settle, there's still a chance this guy wants to get involved with, like, maybe some class actions we could see. I mean, I I, I think this lawyer is going absolutely fucking nowhere, even yeah. if this case dies very quickly. Well, I think um, I, I think that's, like, a critical component of this, right, is that, I, I like, the aim is to set a precedent for two things, right? And it's kind of two things that we've always wondered about as an industry. One is the exclusivity thing, right, is that because the, the exclusivity thing is written into every esports player's contract, which is, like, you can only play for our team and you can only do sponsorship deals with us as we are your AOR, does that uphold against California's non-compete? Yeah. And no one really knows. It just hasn't been – it hasn't been – No one's tested it, yeah. 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 And so once, and that's the precedent number one. And then precedent number two is like, are esports teams even going to be able to operate in the current ecosystem with, um, with all of the, like, uh, the things that just go on in team houses, like yeah. everything from underage drinking to, mm. um, workman's compensation issues to food, like food's like a huge issue. Like, how is the FDA going to get involved with feeding employees? Like, all yeah. of these things are up in the air. And any lawyer that's worth their salt is going to love taking on those issues. Right, yeah. with with FaZe taking the fall for it. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I, I you know, it, this has probably been a long time coming. Um, I oh, talked yeah. I talked a little bit last uh, last night about how I covered an almost identical story in 2015 when Twitch bought uh, the Good Game Agency because Alex Garfield's Good Game Agency was saying it was a talent agency and mm. it was in it was going out and engaging people in. T talent agent type activities and agreements you know hey want to do an activation for hyperx we'll facilitate it we take a cut right that is exactly what a talent agency does but they weren't licensed in california despite being based in california so really? uh, yeah so i wrote this article about it back then and because twitch had done the acquisition it just went away and and <laughs> and and good because we're talking about oh, i'm saying twitch did the acquisition it, it, amazon did the acquisition obviously i mean yeah. the, the, the 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 components within twitch that wanted to do Alex Garfield a good turn and buy him and bring him into the fold and make him a multi-millionaire in case he already wasn't one. They sold it to Amazon and then Amazon were like, wait, we've got people threatening to leave the platform, like really big partners because of it. So that whole thing was a fucking shit show. But the, the bottom line is the complaint about the talent agency aspect of it went away very quickly. And that story didn't blow up, but it, it's word for word, note for note, exactly what's happening now to FaZe. That they didn't pay the $225 license fee, so they can't act in this way in California, which so they don't. So they, I was, I was wondering that. Do they have the no. TAA license? No, you can search the database. They don't. Ooh. Okay. And then the second question I have as a follow-up of that is, um, if they don't have that license, um, are players exempt from that because they're considered athletes or is that not something the state of California recognizes? So just, just to come back to, to, to that first point, somebody in phase could have purchased that license as an individual under mm -hmm. a name or a shell company that I don't know to search for, but all of the big players, no. Phase, no. This lawyer's on the record as saying that they don't have it. Pretty sure yeah, he's done his homework too. So, um, you know, un unless they're going to pull some like mad fucking judo move where they go, aha, the guy who does all the talent agency type activities for us does have a license in this state. Um, you know, I, I, I think we're just going to have to accept that they don't have one. Um, so, and, and then to answer the second part of the question, this is where it does get interesting because. Um, if you know how people have been fighting for ages to get esports professionals recognized as athletes, yeah, they're recognized yep. as athletes, that all of this won't matter <laughs> because uh, they'll be completely exempt. 
So that's that's a that's a separate argument. This is for anyone who engages in theatrical, radio, televisual, uh, film, you know, all of that, all of that shit. Um, and there's there's this very broad uh, term. I could probably just read it to you exactly. I, I, I've got it up here actually. Uh, um, but basically, it's got this broad terminology that it uses under the California Talent Agency Act that we would fall under, and it's like any other additional broadcasting. I see. So mm -hmm. um, that is what that's what we would fall under as streamers and entertainers. Well, I thought even too with uh, I was thinking about the issue and I was talking to my business partner about it, and I realized that like with Tfue, um, yep. even if it could be argued that he was an athlete, he's more influencer than athlete because you just look at the source of his income, and it's like he's got five hundred thousand dollars from tournament winnings, but yep. he's got millions of he's he's earning ten million a year on influencing. So it's like really obvious what you would classify him, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I, I don't think you can, you can't engage somebody in activations and then argue they're not an entertainer. It's like, uh, you know, I, I talked about this, funnily enough, when I was working with Shaq. And, you know, when, trust me, when, like, when Shaq was doing his movies, you know, he, he wasn't, he, you know, he's a, he's an entertainer at that point. You know, he can, yeah. he, he, he can, even, even if he's still playing, doesn't matter. He's got to sign up to all of the guilds and all of the unions and all of that stuff around the entertainment stuff. So, yeah. you know, so you need, you need the specific legal recognition, legal protections, legal terminology. And then once you get that, you get all of the, you know, you get all the protections and benefits that come with it. I wonder, um, I think, um, did you watch FaZe Bank's video? Oh yeah. Yeah. I watched it. We, yeah. we did a breakdown on stream. It's, it's horrifying, horrifying. Yeah. If you're, like, if you're his defense team, horrifying. I mean, I'm wondering, like, where is this guy's, like, legal or PR people? Like, did, like, like to, like, run in and tape this guy to a wall to stop talking, right? Like, it, it's, like, um, in particular, like, when he addressed the, um, the, during one video, like, Tenny suffered an injury to his arm while skateboarding, which resulted in permanent disfigurement, right? Like, that's a serious allegation. Yep. And the way he responds to that in his video is, like, well, dude, this guy was doing crazy stuff before... He came to my company and, and and the analogy that i used to describe that was like okay let's say that you tell your employee who works for you to kill someone mm. and then they go and kill that person and then in court you say well it's okay bro because i actually he actually killed people before this i know right, right. you can't do that no, <laughs> nothing, no. it's, it's, it's so nothing. it's so stupid um and and, and not only that not he, he doesn't deny it it comes back to this issue of duty of care you know, yeah. who is responsible for the people while they're in the house? Who's looking after them? Any injuries that you incur? I mean, and like I say, I, I, I think I understand the legal tactic. I don't approve of this part. I think it's very pathetic and it, it actually muddies the waters a little bit. Because um, the, the bigger issue is just about whether or not they have it, whether or not they're acting as a talent agency and whether they have the right credentials to do so. Um, but um, if, well, it, you know. Yeah, sorry, as no. far as the labor commission is concerned, no, right? Because oh, labor... yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I mean, for the lawsuit, the labor commission yeah, is for sure. a, yeah. a new fucking unbelievable can of worms. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so just on the lawsuit for now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll get to the labor commission, but but I think you know, imagine like, and again, I'm sure you've had this, right? Like when you when you were running CLG, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm sure you had verbiage in your contracts that if somebody incurs injury while you know, doing a uh, film and a video, you know, for you guys or traveling and competing at an event, you know, you probably need to protect yourself by saying you have to waive the right to sue us or you have to go into arbitration or, you know, whatever it is. Or well, we actually you... had this happen. This, oh, this, this okay. actually happened to CLD. So, so uh, do you remember when Doublelift cut his hand on, uh, do, you, do you remember that? Yeah, vaguely. 
Yeah. So it was like, uh, so basically double F was playing basketball on our, on our premise. Right. Mm. And he, for that riot video. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he went for a dunk and then he like cut his hand open on the top of the uh, of the like uh, of the basket like really bad, right. and like we had to do like we had to submit a workman's comp claim, we had to like do like the whole thing, like it, know, we had to take it all over, like we had to pay for his medical expenses like the That's whole right. nine, right? Because it was like an injury in the workplace, yeah, and, yeah. and it's and like what's kind of crazy to me is like I'm I'm I, I can't say for certain, maybe you probably have like more information on it, but we can say pretty I can say pretty reliably. That like I don't think Faze went through all. The, <laughs> I don't think Faze no. went through like all the work with top like law like based stuff. And, and like you can't deny this because I'm literally on my screen right now. I'm looking at a video with 11 million views that covers the skateboarding accident. Like like posted on the Faze channel. Like yeah. the crazy thing is all these kids they they film their entire life. So yeah. none of this stuff is 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 uh is is like it's all provable, right? It's like all admissible so yeah. easily. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I mean. It's like, you know, they, they he could have said anything at that point, right? Banks, he could have come in and said, you know, we oh well when you did hurt yourself, you know, we, we took you to the best hospital, we did we we did all you know, whatever it is. Sure. But yeah. instead what you've decided to say is you Just put blame him. Yeah, you put yourself in harm's way all the time and we don't protect you. That's yeah. insane. I mean, as an admission, it is so stupefyingly um ill advised. I, I, it's like at this point you have to accept that there is nobody um, controlling banks at all anymore. I mean, there's no way. Yeah, it, yeah. it's he, he's he he does nothing but perpetually. Well, okay, that that's hyperbole. Um, when it comes to stuff like this, legal perceptions, he does nothing but harm phase. When it comes to reach and clout and promotional material, he's a great asset to have. But, yeah. you know, this is a guy who was embroiled in that fucking lawsuit with that bar, you know, over that fight that he, uh, you know, <laughs> supposedly sad. had, read right? read a little bit about it. It sounds freaking crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, um, you know, basically was filming the bar and, yo, phase up, and they were getting bad Yelp reviews and people were getting threatened. It's like, dude, like, I, I, I just, I can't understand how you can live the life you've lived get to the point you're at and this is still the type of shit you're engaged in and and equally as well I, i've never seen an organization where there's like this one rogue element just rattling around you know and causing all of this chaos level. yeah uh, yeah as, as, as like a, as the official ceo i i think one of the things that i guess just like impressed me so much is that like he's already got a video with 3.6 million views mm. with 640k likes and he's obviously appealing to the emotional argument, right? Yeah. Which is like, hey, and the whole video is like, like, bro, you were my homie, like type of thing. But the the, the speed at which he changes hats, right? Mm. Where where you could like uh, one of my like one of the most telling parts of the video was um, he has this moment. I think it's like twelve minutes in, where he says like, I paid four thousand dollars of my own money, yeah, like kind of like taking the clout for that. Yeah. And then he and then he says. We handed you a contract. We had a verbal agreement. Now he starts talking like a COO. Now suddenly he's putting a different hat on where it's like, oh, wait, was this like just two friends? But then you handed him a contract. So yeah. like where was the interaction there in the relationship? But right? he's constantly like changing modes while trying to appeal to emotion. And obviously it has worked. Like the fans are siding with him. Oh, yeah. Like 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 super hardcore because they, and they see Tfue as the enemy simply because Tfue has the intelligence to stay silent. He hasn't said shit because his counsel is telling him not to say it, right? Like, which is what is the intelligent thing to do? Yeah, and and you know, I I, I talked a lot about this as well about why you need to have this division. 
because it's hugely inappropriate for your boss to kind of leverage friendship to get you to do things. Yeah. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, I, you know, I used to work as a shop steward and a trade union rep uh, back, back in a past life. So, you know, I'm very passionate about workers' rights and, and, and all of that stuff and translates to esports because I see, I see workers' rights and players' rights violated all the fucking time. And I see some egregious, unbelievable contracts on a daily basis. Yeah, you um, yeah, it's shocking, truly. And, um, you know, the, the, the reality is some of the most abusive bosses I've ever kind of come across in, in, in when doing that in that past life, they were they were always looking to manipulate you like emotionally, you know, yes. oh, we, we, we've got to get this over the line, you know, and I know you're not going to get paid this overtime. But if we don't get this done, you know, I might lose my job. You don't want that, right? You don't want me, your friend, the boss to lose it, yeah. you know, and, and, and once you start leveraging people like that psychologically and you don't create this compartment of friendship and um you know d division of labor i'm your boss i'm your ceo i tell you what to do you get into all sorts of problems and phase operates like that just as a rule you know yeah. in every video they're talking about how it's one big family how it's a gang you know how we're, we're in it for life and all this shit and it's like no this is a business and this guy had an opportunity with you, and now he can get better opportunities without you. And your contract sounds horrific, and he doesn't want to re-sign. And you need to just let him go because all the fighting and all the public posturing is making things worse for yourself. And he hasn't wanted to, and he hasn't wanted to be in the contract since 2018, right? Since exactly. September 26. Yeah. So there was basically a full eight months till now that they were negotiating their way out of this contract. And I, I think I completely agree with you. The way that that sort of personal relationship manifests in esports is like the sort of friendship thing is like, hey man, like that's a forced culture in that. Like where it's yeah. like, yeah, we're a family, we're together in this. Like, oh yeah, that works until like the money comes into the equation, the contracts come into the equation. You know, sign this contract because it's all. Uh, it's all okay, bro. Like, it's just like something we need to do for the business. You know how it is. Yeah. And that, that was very much how Banks came off in this video to me was like, he was, he was, he was speaking like a COO that's interested in, in, in the profit motive, but at the same time, trying to appeal to emotion with this, like I'm struggling thing. And like, Oh, it's hard. It's like, dude, you're a millionaire off of YouTube. Like, right. Like your net worth is an average of estimated $3 million, maybe more. Hmm. Like he's not, he's not hurting making a $4,000 expense to acquire one of the most popular players ever to exist. Yeah. And, yeah. and and that's the other thing. I mean, he contradicted himself a lot in, in the video yeah. as well, you know, saying like what he lives for is taking, you know, young people and changing their lives for, for the good and yeah. helping them blow up. And it's like, well, you did that, you dumb motherfucker. You know, you, that's exactly what's happening. So why do they have to stay in phase once you've done that? And I, and I think the thing that really strikes me as um, particularly scary about this whole, you know, we're, we're in it, uh, to, you know, for life, we're, we're one big family. Family, I'll do right by you. You know, you can trust me. You know, a lot of the people they're signing skew young. You know, they're talking about having signed this 13 year old, wink, wink, you know, just a couple of 16 year olds the other day. Um, I, you know, I don't want to, again, I don't want to be hyperbolic. I, it's hard for me not to think of that as predatory. I don't like that at all. Well, the whole high sky thing. I yeah. Mean, that's a whole nother thing. We're talking right? About, right? Like, yeah. Like, what's going on with that? And, and I think, I think at the end of the day, like, banks needs to make, Banks needs to be mature enough to make a firm line on: Are you going to be a business owner, and you're going to collect, you're going to reap the the monetary benefits of that, or are you really going to be with friends? Well, in that case, like you don't set up a corporation and and, and employ people under contracts and things like that. I remember, like at at C, uh, at CLG, 
we I live together with the players. I lived with Aframu in the same house for two years. I was I, it's really safe to say that like I he and I are friends and Darshan and I are friends. But we had to have a very clear cut conversation that was like, dude, when we're negotiating contracts, I'm the CEO and I'm trying to win for CLG. You need to get representation. And that I think is I think if there is anything that Banks really did that was like kind of like critically um disingenuous it was not getting tfu representation when the original contract in september was being contested mm. because because like if you know you're friends with a player your your responsibility to that player and to that business is to get them respond get them representation that is that so that they have a fair shot against you because that third party someone like esports law like bryce or, or ryan or whoever is going to fight in your best interest and doesn't have that relationship it, it's the very reason why representation exists for players yeah well look and, and I've, I've been down this myself you know i used to be a manager at organizations you know i did like infused did like four kings you know organizations like this way back in the yeah. day zed board which was an offshoot of Seratech. if you remember them they used to make the world mm -hmm. of warcraft keyboards so you know i ran esports teams for, for multiple orgs and i mean you know one of the things that used to come up all the time would be i need you to sign your contract and you would um you know you would and they would say Oh, okay, no worries, I'll do that right now. And I'd be like, no, like, go away, read yeah. it. And they'd be going, yeah, but I can trust you. And I'm like, you can, but if you couldn't, I'd tell you that you could. Right? So yeah, exactly. go go get an go get another adult, go get another pair of eyes, preferably get a fucking lawyer to look at this before you sign it. And play you know, players would just say to me, Ah, you're all right, Rich. You know, we're we're friends, we've had a beer together. Uh well, I'll just sign it. And I'm like, don't ever do that. Like, never, yeah. never, never. Not for me, not for anybody. And I think people really underestimate on that point the just the kind of sheer lack of knowledge that if you're 18 to 21 years old, you know, and you're going into esports and like you're a good player at a game, you spend all of your time getting good at a game, you have no business, you have no market knowledge, you have no idea if if uh, fifty thousand dollars is high, if, if three hundred thousand, you're 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 a player that might be worth. 10 times that and, and and you might be worth 10 times that you just have no idea of your leverage so just not getting representation and not encouraging your players to get representation i feel like is like the immediate sign of a disingenuous esports yeah. owner right it's like it's like that they're not encouraging someone to get yeah. that the that tells the, me that the most dangerous phrase is you know i'll do right by you i think if yeah. you ever hear that alarm bells must immediately um start ringing but look just to just to get back back on track with sure. what i you know i wanted to pick your expertise here and get into the labor commission stuff you know i i think the 200 iq play we we're, we're, we're not missing this is the only element where phase come out on top in my opinion is banks knows that like they can they can harm his value his market value on the way out and potentially make it so if he does go to a competitor they don't get this you know massive influx because honestly this could this could have been dealt with quietly this could have been dealt with behind closed doors it sounds like there were multiple opportunities for this not to happen yeah. that phase ignored you know you get a letter from a fucking lawyer saying i want out this contract it's predatory it's bullshit you should probably take that seriously and, yeah. and, 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 and if you get a second one somebody somewhere is actually being derelict in their duties to your company i mean yes mm -hmm. so so that that's insane to me but you know 
Um, but but quite quite clearly, yeah. Sorry, I'm just gonna add. Quite clearly, the purpose of that video and the purpose of like teaming up with Keemstar and doing this like blanket coverage about the great TFU betrayal is, you know, that you probably can't win in court, but you can certainly win in the court of public opinion, and you can certainly make him less of an asset to whoever gets him next. Which let's not forget might be just him as an individual. Yeah, but what what are the if your business is shut down, is that really a win? <laughs> oh, it's certainly not a win. And that was the other thing, you know. I mean, you're talking about um, you know, you even went on record as saying, um, I believe FaZe will be shut down off the back of this, and that's more predicated on the Labor Commission investigation. I, I, I think if the Labor Commission picks up the the investigation and the inve and the allegations substantiated, then FaZe is hundred percent gonna get shut down. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think with all the other stuff, all the other lawsuits that, that are going on, which I know you had time to skim read before you came on because I sent you the yeah, documents. Those are crazy. Uh, it's wild, right? I mean, you know, you've got um, you've got you've got an investor that misrepresented, uh, allegedly misrepresented the value of an app, uh, completely like hoodwinked everybody. This is like the guy actually that was out there, sort of making their esports decisions, like when they branched out into CS:GO and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you got that division within the company. You've got them not paying media partners, like people that went out and like engaged, like Chris Rock and people like this. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, everything points to me that like FaZe internally have not just managerial problems, but also potentially like cash flow problems, like how much money's tied up in all of these lawsuits. And then you look at, you know, oh, wait, you, you've got a failing CSGO team and just signing like has-beens for, you, you know, you're not paying buyouts anymore. And it makes me wonder exactly, um, how well the future would bode with or without this TFU stuff. Well, is the organization itself structured like a typical business? Do they no. have a finance manager? Do they have any kind of like, do you know anything about their structure? So looking at the structure, you know, the word I would, I would use right now is entanglement because okay. what they, what they, what they did was they, they brought in the guys from Hubrick, which we talked about yesterday on stream. Um, Hubrick was basically a social media app created by an entrepreneur in Norway called Sebastian Gertz, who they said it was going to be better than Twitter. They said it was going to be bigger than Twitter. Um, and yet with all of Twitter's problems, I mean, that was demonstrably not true. And then you start reading little tidbits in the fucking uh, lawsuit where allegedly to try and make it look like the app had users, they spent millions of dollars on getting free movie keys that you had to log into the app to redeem to get a a, a copy of a film that you wanted okay. and that right and then when you logged into the app they said look at all the people that are logging in <laughs> and then once they got the movie everyone went away and then two months down the road nobody was logging into it there was also you know a, the, the crux of that particular lawsuit is that hubrick misrepresented the value of the app and again I, I i can't say whether they did or didn't lots of information redacted from these publicly available legal documents but um you know they were they said that they were valued at 80 million dollars and that was actually undervalued valuing them and that was so they could choose what investor they got and phase was going to make this you know replacement for twitter and, and blah 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 and, and phase feel like they've been lied to so the thing with that the thing with all of that is they also have other companies within that with that came over with the hubrick merger they're in another lawsuit with someone called like is it w8 i want to say uh, let me tell you um uh 
Oh, sorry, Wondersat. I don't even know what the fuck that is yet. W8 Media Corp. I've got a list of the lawsuits they're named in, in in front of me. You've got Hubrick and Wondersat, and I think Wondersat are a cross-complainant that are as pissed off as FaZe, but Wondersat and W8 Media are kind of folded into FaZe in some way, and they had executive officers that held positions in all of these sub-companies within. It's named in the document how the corporate structure worked. So the whole thing is a fucking nightmare. I mean, I have never seen such a convoluted corporate structure, even in esports. So I say it a lot. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's a tough one. And then obviously Hilton Media Group is the other lawsuit which you saw. They've got the Phase um, Apparel lawsuit. Um, yeah. Where you know that's the, they can't sell any merchandise that just says Phase. It has to either say it has to say Phase Clan specifically at the moment until that's resolved. So they had to, all of the stock that was built like that they couldn't sell. So that that's they had to make completely new stock that conformed to this new injunction. So I mean, honestly, it, it it's just been one thing after another with Phase pretty much since 2015. And um, again, I mean, it, it, before you came on stream, I was talking about people seem to forget. Remember, they did the crowd fucking funded uh, to to make a video game that never happened. There was all the CS:GO wild stuff. Yeah, where you know where they weren't um, declaring business ties while endorsing a skins casino like I, I don't know what to say i mean there, there's not many organizations i've seen being embroiled and entangled in this much shit and all of it bad and all of it stinks so i i think that everything seems to follow a common theme of accounts payable problems though right because yeah. when we actually look at the court document that's been filed by friedman mm. um most of that document concerns accounts payable it's just money that's owed to tfu that just didn't get paid apparently yeah yeah. Well, uh, and yeah, and this is the other part. Like, I mean, how do you, how does this get fucking drowned out, right? I mean, this is the other thing about Banks' video. Like, it's not what he said, because he spent 20 minutes harping on about how it was like, oh, it's too brute. Although I'm sure he doesn't yeah. get that fucking reference. So, um, <laughs> you know, about the great betrayal of it all. And, and okay, there was, there was some specifics that, was, that, that yeah. are in, that are in the complaint that you didn't pay him. Three times. They had to write to you fucking three times. Yeah. And and so why haven't you said anything about that? Why didn't you say anything about the Labor Commission complaint where they said you lied about this, um, you know, uh, High Sky, whatever his fucking name is, this kid, uh, being 11 and you told him to lie and say he was 13? Which, by the way, could if Twitch find out about, if, if that's true, and that's... they've lied to Twitch to get him to stream on Twitch. You know, being kicked out of the Fortnite World Cup is small potatoes. If Twitch turn around and go, right, you've now made us legally liable for a child streaming on our platform. I'm just about to drop a story that I think is going to put a little bit of pressure on them to get better age verification on the site anyway. Like, I can't believe these guys are this fucking stupid. Yeah, that kind of that kind of thing is going to be really crazy, right? Because I mean, like, if it's one thing for California to shut them down through the Labor Commission, but it's another thing for Twitch to shut them down, yeah. right? It, because if if California does it, well, then they can theoretically operate in some other place. I mean, they're going to lose a lot of resources because mm -hmm. if you don't do business in LA, you're not really doing business as an esports team. Yeah. But um, but but the, but like if they moved to Austin and then Twitch took this on, um, particularly if so, I I I, I don't know. Twitch seems to be really staying out of this issue right now, so I don't know how like how like close they get to that. But I, I, I'm interested. Like, what's interesting is 
it seems like FaZe has a history of um, having problems with accounts payable or just really paying people. And mm. what, what I think, like a lot of the Hollywood Reporter article that came out and like released this um, didn't cover was like that most of the argument I think is kind of twofold for the actual, the court case. Number one, they're trying to set a precedent, right? Like mm -hmm. we talked about with the exclusivity issue and the um, and the uh, and the fair treatment to to people. And number two, I think it's about the money, which is like yeah. um, one of the things I wanted your take on was um, how do you feel about this like sixty thousand dollar thing he keeps saying over and over again, and like particularly like the way that he uses that wording, the collected thing. Well, I mean, yeah. look, I, I, I'm going to probably pick a thought right out of your head and it's going to come out of my mouth. Um, you know, when you, when you, right, so he's trying to use that to say, look how much money he made while he was playing for FaZe. And yeah. All we took was this tiny little morsel of $60,000 as if that is anything to do with the discussion that is happening. It's got nothing to do with that. It wouldn't matter whether you took $6, 600000 $6 The point is that first of all you have engaged in stuff as a talent agency you shouldn't you shouldn't be bringing him the work you're bringing him because you're not yeah. licensed to do it and then on top of that you're then saying to him you've got the freedom to go out and get your own um because we're a talent agency so we have to give you the right to go and pursue your own we just facilitate stuff um we can't stop you getting an, an endorsement deal by yourself talent agencies can't do that and then he goes out and gets this endorsement offer from HyperX. That was the I'm sure you picked up on that if you read through the legal doc. 100%. Yeah, yeah. it was it was mm -hmm. it was so HyperX have offered him a huge deal for a personal endorsement basically. Yeah. And because that clashes with Steel series, FaZe have said no. Well, what mm -hmm. are you? Are you his employers? Uh, yeah, that's it, agent of record, right? Yeah. that's a very normal thing for an esports team to do exactly. is like the sponsorship on base. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like but what's more concerning, like, like what's what's equally as concerning about that is if you take the 60K number, I'm not sure if that is just like an outright, I don't even know if that's right, right? Because if you take the 60K yeah. number, Bank says that's separated between two brand deals, yeah. which puts the price of the brand deal itself, if, it, if they're taking 20%, like yeah. they said, at 150K each, that's mm -hmm. a low ball number for TFU. So where, yeah. and, and that's that's if they take no other money. So where where is that? So did 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 FaZe just do like a pretty bad deal or or like is there something else going on like um also like the tournament winnings like that's not included in there either if if they take 20% of the the tournament winnings I guess my understanding is Banks just said yeah bro like we just won't take that even though we're Yeah and and this is the thing he doesn't say in the video we can't take that that isn't what the clause right. is for he says we haven't took that Yes and, yeah. and, and that's and, why and, I think he's net worth collected Yes and the the yeah. issue is that you have a contract that says you can <laughs> so so yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole the whole thing Tfue's trying to extricate himself from is a contract that enables you to do that. Doesn't matter what you will do, doesn't matter what you want to do, doesn't matter what you what verbal agreements you have on top of that. You have well what you think if your phase is a legally binding contract where you can take this stuff. Now, yeah. turns out I don't think this contract's going to hold up as legally binding no yeah. yeah yeah i mean you know it, it's never happened in the state of california that someone who doesn't have a talent agency license that goes out and gets work as a talent agency every time 100 percent of the time um <laughs> those contracts have been invalidated so for yeah. phase to beat it, it it's unbelievable odds it's literally never happened in the state of california because mm -hmm. I, I looked at the numbers and that's just that issue that's yeah. just the taa issue yeah. it's not even all the other shit yeah, yeah. And that's that's before you get to whether or not it's a material breach so yep. even if you beat even if you beat the fucking you know one shot 
you know, lightning bolt from Zeus himself, California Talent Agency Act. So even if you get past that, now we have a question of on the three occasions where you didn't pay and they had to get a uh, lawyer's letter to you to yep. make sure this money come out, does that constitute a material breach? Now, um, it's not a slam dunk. You and me both know this. Um, I there's this misconception where if you don't pay somebody for a contract, it's immediately invalidated. Absolutely not true. It's no, a lot yeah. more complicated than that. And it's very contextual and even in some cases can totally depend on how competent your legal representation um, or any representation is. But it, it, it could very well be deemed a material breach on top of that. And if that's the case, it gets backdated to the initial material breach and yeah. it's invalid from that point. So everything that comes after that you think he owes you, because they're, they're trying to make out he still owes phase deliverables. Right. on work that they weren't even legally allowed to engage him in i mean they're in fucking cloud cuckoo land if they you know if they think they've got a good chance of winning this and i'm seeing people like again commentators who are focusing on the drama going there's no way in hell tfu's gonna win this guys i don't know what you're smoking like yeah i don't know this mm -hmm. this looks nailed on like i i would push all my chips in the middle of the table the right same now. yeah i would totally take the bet if you offered yeah. me like 10 to 1 odds yeah like, i would be like yeah like um i i think the the other thing here too right is that um with 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 tfu in particular like he has also claimed that phase has restricted him from numerous brand deals so he can yeah. practically make up a number in terms of damages that phase owes him Mm. And, and then phase pays that out right because, well yeah, yeah and immediately yeah. the the damage is you know to, just to pluck one example out the hyper x deal whatever that yeah. was yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah, 100% so so it, it it looks it looks really really bad to me and that, you know and then and then as soon as i saw the word anti competition um i was like holy fucking shit this guy's going for the jugular this fucking lawyer ain't yeah. playing because mm -hmm. you know there is the, the even if you beat the material breach we've also got this argument where it's like okay you're meant to be an agent it expressly says that you will that that not only will you bring your client uh uh endorsement deals or sponsorship deals and engagements that make him money and you will take a cut for this service you also say if that they are allowed to get their own but at the point that they do you have to choose whether or not they're allowed to have it that they need written permission yeah. from you and if you do acquiesce and give them the written permission you step in and handle the negotiations so that's a that's a very normal thing for sure. an esports team to do, right? Right. Um, the difference is that FaZe is doing this without any kind of documentation, or or or, or like, like your point is, um, everyone's kind of missing the point with the sixty thousand yes. dollar number because the number doesn't matter. It's the fact that FaZe was not able to operate as an agent of record to anybody, hmm. right? Yet they were signing everybody to these contracts where they were basically demanding exclusivity for their services, and there and there is some debate, actually a lot of debate, as to whether exclusivity itself is contestable. Yeah, exactly, and, yeah. and that that, yeah. that 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 part is the the, the anti competition element to it. That's another huge uh, can of worms um, that, oh, yeah. that 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 will uh, come up. But but just to, just to stay on this this one topic because you're absolutely right. I have seen this in esports contracts, and the and the way that an esports team, I believe can get away with it is if they specifically refer to these people as athletes if they're here on p1 visas for example so inarguably they're not an entertainer because if you want to work in broadcasting you can't do it with a p1 visa you must get an o1 visa 
you have to <laughs> yeah um unless you're making a guest appearance or something that couldn't be considered to be um anything other than work as an athlete you have to have the right paperwork and i i, I know this from the, the job i do at the moment um so the the the, the I, I i can see esports teams contesting it on that basis and them getting away with it on that basis but if you're an if you're an influencer if you're a streamer if you're an entertainer and and the verbiage in your contract says this that they will go out and get work for you and they will step in and negotiate and they will take a cut for this service they're an agent at that point and and they need the proper license in california the end i mean it's so unbelievably cut and dry as i see it that um i'm very surprised that uh, anybody is kind of like trying to argue to the contrary so in your experience with um uh, uh previous cases where um like in like it's been found that a talent agency was operating as a talent agency and then didn't that didn't pan out they didn't have the authorization to do that what happens to those agencies uh i'll, I'll tell you exactly uh it's a misdemeanor for starters so it's not a big deal okay right? in terms of in terms of the legality of it um it's it's just a misdemeanor so it's um according to a lawyer from greenberg gluskers entertainment group called matt galsor um it's technically a misdemeanor um but no one would ever prosecute under the law um and you could and you could then transfer and become a talent manager you just couldn't be a talent agent. You could be a talent manager and work for a licensed agency, and you could do managerial work, so you could file for your license. This wouldn't preclude you from getting a license, and the people who don't have the licensure can work as managers and workers within that firm. Um, but what they, but what happens next is all contracts are declared illegal, okay, and therefore unenforceable, and that's happened one hundred percent of the time. So um, nobody's going to go to jail over the uh, California Talent Agency Act. No one's even going to get prosecuted. No one's going to get fined. But all the contracts are going to be declared illegal. And, and so what are the implications of that for FaZe? Let's say that happens. I mean, shit, you're talking about an exodus, right? I mean, problem number one, because if TFU walks... I mean, this is just my opinion. But, 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 but if TFU does end up walking on this basis... Everybody else in phase who isn't happy with their contract and isn't happy with their deal or thinks they can get a better deal somewhere else or would rather be Gen an independent, they just yeah. call up. They call up phase and go, "Look, do you want round two of this shit? Do you want to go again and have the same findings? The contracts are invalid. We all know it. I'm out." So you've got that as a as, as problem number one for phase to overcome. Um, I, I think it's a lot of the kids will probably be brainwashed and stick around, but but I think a lot of the bigger brands who think they can do better by themselves, like the Realization T-Fuse arrived at, I think they just skate, and and, okay. and and that's a headache for FaZe. And then the other thing I think that happens off the back of that is um, it's going to hugely affect FaZe's cash flow because if I'm, if I'm uh, somebody who's done an activation and I know I can get out of it and don't have to pay FaZe any money, yeah. well, why would I? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the uh, story with like Cloxy and like uh, like him? Is, do you think there's any like uh, anything with him changing his name or like the code or anything? Like, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what it looks like is, and um, you know, it, it's interesting. I I, I think uh, you know Cloxy was quoted in the uh, Banks video as look saying he's backing um, he's backing it all. Uh, he's backing us up. Look what he's saying. But yeah, he. Um, 
he clearly is on board with uh, Tfue. Like, if if we take Banks's holistic view of Phase as as true, that it's all one big family, why would why would this key player, you know, the captain of the Fortnite team, still be playing with 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 this guy at an upcoming World Cup and saying, I think we're going to win and Tfue's great and all this? He's clearly um not pit not as pissed off about this as anyone else at phase and then you have the follow-up that off the back of the statement he put out where he was trying to like sit on the fence which it's all he can do because he's still contracted to phase um he's changed his uh as you say his uh, creator code yeah which, so so mm. so do you think so do you think there's a possibility that he just pieces out as well with, with if these contracts go get invalid which it sounds like that's going to happen I mean, he's also going to be somebody that um, is going to be very desirable um, uh, yeah, to, to, sure. to a lot of organizations. He's built successful teams. He's uh, got a reputation of developing talent. He's obviously a huge brand name in and of himself. Um, and yeah, I think um, I, I, I think he can he can skate anytime he wants if Tfue does and might well do that i mean hell who who's to say that all of this isn't like one of these big vc groups have basically said to Tfue like we want you to have your own organization get the fuck out that phase contract and there's 20 million dollars in a bank for you to spend to build something up because you guys are hot right now and you know if if we get if we get you out of this contract bring your boys go get cloaksy whoever else you fucking want and we'll just have a number one fortnite team you know, and that's what we yeah. build from. And there's very, there's very clearly like a play here for for Tifi to uh, Tifi to do that, and maybe that's like maybe that's a potential. But I, mean, I guess we're just speculating at this point. But I mean, yeah, I that's that, that that is pretty wild yeah. speculation. I mean, I also heard a lot of rumors that he doesn't want to be an independent, and he would like to go to a, another brand, possibly you know TSM or a hundred thieves. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is which is well within his like. I mean, like what's what's strange to me is that since we're still on the the court filing, mm. um, the is the is the length of time. Yeah, and that's why I was why I was really interested in talking to you because you um you found like so there so as far as I could identify, there was a there was a, September twenty sixth is like when this all started in two thousand eighteen, right? Which was a while ago. Yeah, and and then according to the actual court filing, there wasn't another correspondence until may 20th of 2019 mm. which was yesterday right? well there, there might have been something in march i think um i, I you know i don't know if i've misremembered misremembered that um but uh, but i think they did have another letter in march i think according to i when i went over the full legal document yeah uh, on stream i think there was another thing where they contacted them in march again over some money i think that's correct but I could, okay. I could be, I could be wrong. I might have misread that. It might. That's, I, it's important, right? Because my, my yeah. big question is like, what the hell happened during that amount of time? Let me, let and, me, and let if, me. If check. you go to Banks, he says in his YouTube video, he's like, he's like, well, you know, like we were negotiating, and like he he says something about how like he was negotiating his their salary, mm. but for eight months. Yeah. Like, like right, and, and so I think I think a big thing that gets revealed here is a Tfue statement. Right, like when Tfue actually, and you know he'll make a statement. Like it's going to be a professional, hard-hitting statement backed up by his lawyers. Um, oh yeah. Because Cloxy said that one is coming, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 when that when that happens, um, you know we're going to know a lot more about that issue. Yeah. So what it says here is they contacted them in September about the contract, and then uh -huh. there was an issue where they owed money in March. Okay. So, so the, was that was that another correspondence? Uh, I I don't know because in the in the outline of the complaint uh, they they don't mention they don't say specifically that they wrote a letter just that they were in 
Just that they were engaged in a dispute in March. So yeah, who knows? Okay. Yeah, who so, knows what happened? Yeah. So like, so I'm wondering like what happened in the last eight months, and like I, I mean I can speak from uh, like an e the esports. Oh, Jamie! Actually, like, someone called Jamie in the chat says they just sent you a DM, and and apparently I am correct. There was another letter in March. So uh, okay, yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. Like, like as an esports owner, right? Like when a when a player comes to you and says, um, "Hey, I want to get out of my contract," right? Mm. Like that is a super monka s situation, right? <laughs> like you are you're going to, if at all possible, you do one of two things: you let them go, right? Because the shit show that results is this. If you don't do yeah. that, and, and and the second thing you do is you say, "Listen, is there any way we can work this out?" And can we work together to be able to come to a conclusion where we would both be agreeable? Um, I've had situations where, and a lot of a lot of people demonize esports organizations for this, right? I've had situations where my players lose one game and they're like, "I want to be out of my contract. I, I don't want to play." Yeah, right. Because you know they they all talk to each other, so maybe they hear that someone on like I don't know TSM or TL or like pick a team, whatever, like you know hundred thieves or whatever. Um, it like that they, they they talk to their friend over there. That friend is like, "Hey, it's cool over here. Like this is a great place to go." Um, and then they go, hey, I want to go play for those people. It's like, that's why those clauses are valuable. Because it's like, hey, man, like you signed a contract. You are in something. Can you give this a little bit of a shot? Can we work together to make this happen? But in this case, where someone someone comes and it seems like the issue is over money, right? Um, you know, like phase, it, it, the onus is on phase to either work that shit out in not eight months or or get them out of contract as soon as possible. Yeah. The fact that that didn't happen speaks loudly to their intentions. Yeah, and, uh, you know, look, the... Uh um the, the the whole the whole idea that there was ever a play where they were like going to be able to hold on to tfue while simultaneously acknowledging that they 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 had been negotiating with him since september yeah. um and he turned down everything they put on the table including a seven figure bonus it's like guys like you know sometimes she just doesn't want to date you <laughs> do you know yeah. what i mean stop yeah. being like it, stop being a weird fucking creepy incel and just accept it and that's like what phase is doing they're like okay well i, I bought her flowers right but but like okay uh, now i'll buy her a car <laughs> no she's sending the car back phase she doesn't want it man like it's it, it, it's it's so fucking weird um why why they just haven't been able to get the message that all this is about and you can say this is cynical or whatever it, it's got no bearing on the case um is he wants out of the fucking contract and he, he wants to start his new post-phase life because he understands he's bigger than Ninja right now. And yeah. strike while the iron is hot. And just to come back to an earlier point, and then we'll get into the Labor Commission stuff. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. you actually touched on something here. And again, it shows this is why I'm glad we talked because obviously as an agent, you, you're, you're very sensitive to these things. You're absolutely right. Again, I didn't even think about it. $60,000 at 20%. Um, these are unbelievable, like low ball deals, yep. and, 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 and for someone of T Fuse uh, influencer oh, reach, yeah, those yeah. should be in the millions, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it's like you start to get an. You, there's potentially even a separate argument about whether or not his agency were representing him in a competent fashion, uh, because you know if you look at Ninja getting like Super Bowl commercials, right, and Phase are coming to you with influencer deals that are netting you, you know you know nickels and dimes by comparison and nobody even knows about them evidently because nobody yeah. can put a finger on what they are um I, I don't know enough about this but but if an agent uh d doesn't uh represent you adequately isn't there some way to m extricate yourself from a contract 
Yeah, usually that would be baked into the contract itself, right? Mm. Um, I'm not sure how that would relate to like California agency laws. Um, I mean, ge generally though, if we look at it from like a, a, a bigger business standpoint, like it's like um, incompetency by one side to not fulfill the terms of the contract, particularly if you're an exclusive agent of record, right. would justify some kind of um, some kind of breach, right? Mm. Uh, but even if that isn't the case, the the, the whole that 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 jumped out. To, at me to be really weird, which is like um, uh, uh, one one example of like a, a big thing that comes up a lot is are is the agent of record obligated to actually tell the person that that a something has come through? Mm. So 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 like so like if you get a if you get a call from I don't know pick a company right um, uh, I'm just looking around Sennheiser and uh, Sennheiser tells you hey we got a deal for Tfue right and then you don't tell Tfue that right. Right. What are the implications of that? And, and then going forward, I, I think the bigger issue that kind of immediately got flagged to me was this the sixty thousand dollar number. So, so it's it's very typical of esports organizations to not take Twitch revenue. It's very typical to not take YouTube revenue. Very typical to not take sub revenue. What is abnormal is not taking brand deal revenue. It's so hard for me to believe that 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 FaZe had a year of time with Tfue and during that entire year only collected. 300k worth of brand deals for yeah. for one of the most popular people um the most popular person on twitch so like like um and banks has been very firm on this number right like he tweeted it multiple times yeah, yeah. put it in his video big green numbers the whole night the, the whole night like what's happening here like it seems like either either he's admitting phases like total incompetence to get deals mm. or something doesn't add up both are bad yeah, exactly. But both are bad. Mm. Uh, but, but I mean, also as well, is, is there not uh, a potential issue, right? Where, so, again, because you'll know about this because you're an agent. Um, if, if I'm going out and I'm getting you uh, 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 deals uh, on your behalf, is there like, like, I don't have to accept everything that you, that you bring my way, right? Like, but it looks like Tfue has had no... But, I mean, again, it's a silly word to use, but like no agency in any of this. Like he's, it, it doesn't look like he's getting to say yes or no. Mm -hmm. the, the exact opposite. So like, again, let's say you represent me and you go, "Hey, Richard, I got you that Sennheiser deal," and I go, "Ah, oh, you know, I can't. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to work with them because they did something like 20 years ago or whatever. Uh, so no thanks. I can pass on that, right? Like you can't compel me to to do it. I don't have to take the deal, do I? Um, depends on the wording in the contract, but right. as uh, uh, some of these esports contracts are, so have you actually seen the quote like gamer agreement from FaZe? I haven't seen it. <laughs> Why are they calling it a fucking gamer agreement over <laughs> and over again? That they, yeah, um, I haven't seen the thing. I mean, I, I um, the thing I wanted to do last night was I'm pretty sure I can make some phone calls and just get it. Scrap it, uh, yeah. You know, because like it's going to benefit a lot of parties for it to be out there. Um, so I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can if just make it. If anyone can do it, I think you can. Yeah. yeah, but what happened was um, I went down that fucking legal document rabbit hole instead. So it was up till about 4 a.m. just being, and then they did what? And they owe money to who? And that, yeah, so, uh, you know, because these are like hundreds, in case people don't know, these are like the original court complaints and then the subsequent cross complaints. So we're talking between 50 to 150 pages per document there was 99 documents filed in one uh court case so i i went down that rabbit hole and i didn't get the contract so um God. yeah so uh, you know what I, I think after this stream tonight i think that's the first phone call i make yeah but, but but i but i haven't uh seen it yet but what i'm gonna wager is um based on like a lot of the, it looks very cookie cutter um honestly i, I I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like a template 
Yeah, you know yeah. the classic LA esports template, right? Yeah, I mean, of course. I'm super yeah. familiar. Yeah. yeah. So if that's the case, then um, they they and this is why I'm so interested in exclusivity, right? So like for the for the viewers that like that like there's been a debate in esports for a long time because California has a non compete clause. So like if you work for Amazon in California mm. and then you want to go to Google, you can just leave Amazon at, at will and you can go to Google the next day with all of your IP and everything. Yeah. Like there's no law that says you you can't you can't you have to work for Amazon, and then for a period of time, you can't work for other tech companies. Um, but in esports, that does exist. In esports, for most contracts, including like the kind of template type contract, it's like while you play for my esports team, you can only play for my esports team. And I've seen a lot of contracts like from various teams prevent uh, people from joining other esports teams for the ex without express permission for for several years. Mm. Um, so it's like so like if we don't say that you can join another esports team, you can't do it. And I'm I I've I've got to think that there's going to be some contest, and that's this is one of the things that I think the Friedman Law Agency that represents Seafood is going for, right? Is they're going to yeah. try to figure out if this exclusive exclusive thing is a thing. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Faye's contract reads that they can that they basically have ultimate. I mean, if you're if you're an agent of record, then technically you have ultimate authority to 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 just be like, listen, do it, mm. right? Like you gave you gave me that power. Now is that enforceable? Is a, is a is a real different question. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and California being the way, the way it is as well, right? I mean, uh, out of all the states to sort of have the discussion, um, California is the most sympathetic towards the, the worker, right? Um, I mean, that's like kind of a universal... California always favors the worker. Yeah. Um, or in this case, uh, would be Tifi, right? Like yeah. the, and it's because organizations... I mean, it's exactly for these reasons. Like, this is a... I, I feel like this is a very classic case that California would take up. You have a worker mm. who signed a contract uninformed, did not have proper representation, um, can make the argument that that was all the case. And then California looks at FaZe and says, okay, you have a place where you do business. You're collecting millions of dollars in revenue from your combined YouTube channels. You're, you have two houses that you have that are, by the way, that whole thing in Banks' video where he's like, the, the reason why we have the revenue split is to pay for the houses. Oh, no. Holy shit. Oh, that no. triggered me, dude. Did you re did you, re you remember that? Yeah, I, I, I remember yeah. it. And again, I, I sort of glossed over it because I, I wanted to try and make a con like none of my shit's concise, right? Like that's my major yeah. failing. <laughs> um, but like, you know, so there was so much I had to gloss over when I was listening to that Banks video. Those houses are sponsored, bro. Like, 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 like Banks, like Banks acting like that. Uh, that money is like coming out of his personal pocket, like the struggle. Even if it was, the guy's net worth is three million dollars. Like, is it really yeah. that much of a struggle to rent two houses in LA? Like, I mean, it, it, it's such a it's such a crazy thing. But yeah, um, when, when <laughs> it's just it's just too much. No, but it's what I mean. And 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 I saw a tweet by um this guy called uh Ryan Fairchild. I don't know if you know him. Um, he's like, an, yeah, he's like an, another one of these esports attorneys that that sprung up. Um, I I always wonder to myself whether or not I did the right thing because there was a group of esports attorneys that like came in, and um, I was like, oh great, attorneys, we need those, we need attorneys, we need agents. Um, and I I like platformed a lot of them in the early days. I was like Bryce Blum's like. Uh, you know, fucking, I was like, he's Harold. I would go out yeah. just talk to Bryce. Bryce. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and Anna Bauman, another great, uh, yeah. a great one. But that now they're just everywhere. I just see like, 
you know, well, it's, everyone that's done a case for one player, yeah. like any sports lawyer now. Yeah. You so know. I, I can't vouch for, for any of these people. And I, and if I remember rightly, for some reason, the name rings a bell with me because I think he doesn't like me. I think he's another one of those people who thinks, you know, I'm a fucking like evil, nasty bigot or whatever. Cause you know, reasons, um, <laughs> cause, cause they don't like Hillary. I'm not with her. Um, so that, that that's all it takes these days, but I, I won't get you into that rabbit hole. Don't worry. I won't, I won't, no, I won't. no, 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 no politics. <laughs> I just, so. I love your business stuff and stuff like that. I have no idea where that stuff goes <laughs> no don't worry don't worry um but anyway so he said as someone who frequently litigates i would be pulling my hair out if a client dropped a video like this talking about banks's video oh, uh, yeah. one right after a lawsuit dropped and two without any counsel review i'm still sort of reeling and this isn't even my client this goes for the statement they released too this is just free discovery material for the other side if this gets to depositions expect opposing counsel to go over every minute of the video the Absolutely. statement and i said and that's exactly what i said i mean like you know there's they're already um they're already embroiled in these lawsuits and and um it gets to a stage where it's like these videos are entered into you know this period of the a court case called discovery discoveries where you know you you get to pull everything and you look at um you know evidence that strengthens your case so yes. um every every time you know fucking banks is talking into a camera they can go tweet. through it yeah or a tweet and they yeah. can pull it and if it's even slightly incriminating or can be made to look that way you're just hurting yourself you know there's yeah. a reason why generally when you're embroiled in something like this radio silence is the smart play until like you've TV's talked doing. to a lawyer exactly you mm -hmm. ain't heard shit from tfu you haven't heard anything yeah yeah and you know and and, and he hasn't streamed he hasn't yeah. made a youtube video like he could be he could be collecting on the fan stuff right he could be yeah. getting millions of like views there's an absolute reason he's not doing that yeah yeah, 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 exactly. And 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 listen, the the, the law, like from looking at the lawyer in the law firm, uh, you know, he did this guy's turret. He's going to be guiding th th this dude, you know, every step of the way, saying, "Look, this is how we play it. This is how we win." I I still think it was a little bit cynical and potentially ill-advised for his client to do the alcohol and the skateboard thing because you do you don't want to come out of it a complete pariah you know i might get you out the contract i might increase your earning potential but if mm -hmm. the fans turn on you there's nothing a lawyer can do about that so i i, I would have probably wanted to see a little bit of protection in that area and like wall you off from some of the more obvious you know criticisms and the more obvious deflections because if you teeth you you know you ain't no fucking angel you know there's videos out there of you like chug 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 they made me do it like who's buying this shit you know so yeah. you have to be careful with that i think but um you know they've gone all in and and, and played the hand that they've got and it's a very fucking strong hand and unbelievably strong hand it's the well do you think that wasn't that wasn't because they like i think the lawyer was trying to establish it seems like the entire case i mean even from the very initial filing right phase quote the so-called esports organization yes. right like yes. like like they're trying very hard to there, there was a lot of hype up i mean you you yeah. see this often in complaints you know because remember the for the people watching you know when you file a complaint um it's just a lawyer representing their client and they tend to go they do tend to have a little bit of grandstanding language in there 
which usually judges hate it and it gets kind of filtered out you know as right. we go through the process uh because if you make hyperbolic statements that you can't prove or you don't have a date a point to verify what you're saying they'll just get you to remove those lines from the complaint and you'll have to resubmit i mean that's that's yep. that's how it works um yeah, the lawyer loses nothing by going as hard as possible because they can yeah. just sort of tone down but exactly. like this whole like defendant phase clan is a so-called esports entertainment and, and, and they actually make money off that because then you have to refile and you get a paralegal to come exactly. in and take it out and then you bill for the hours so yeah. grandstanding language actually makes you fucking money and it yeah. makes you look like a shit hot attorney so yep. um yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I I agree. I I, th I think what they did is they've they've gone for an all pronged attack. They're like, what do you have on phase? We have this. We have this. We have this. Um, and and I think the stuff about the skateboard and and the stuff about the drinking that's more for the labor commission complaint anyway. For sure, yeah, which yeah. they've already filed, and that's I guess we should go on. Yeah, let, 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 let's let's definitely get into this. Okay, um, let uh, me so, take a. Can I take like a two second leak? And you can talk yeah, to yeah, do okay. a leak. I'll I'll talk to the stream. All right, All right, yeah. I'll be right Real back. gamers use Lucasade bottles. So, <laughs> okay, I know I'm not there yet. Um, so anyway, hope you guys are enjoying the stream. Devin's a super cool dude, as I said, known in many um, years, and uh, does work as an agent now. If you just join in the stream. Um, so somebody that has a lot of expertise in this uh, runs a company, um, which I'll, I'll bring up for you now. Uh, I might actually break the, the overlay if I do it, so maybe I shouldn't. Um, but anyway, it, it's, a, it's a company called Nerd Fusion. In terms of who they uh, represent, you know, they've got some uh, talent on there that I'm sure you've heard of, a lot of streamers and a lot of uh, influencers. Um, so you can go check that out if you want. Um, I'm trying to think who, who they got on there. Is it is it is Dan's Gaming on there? We know Dan's Game, Dan's Gaming, right? We know him. I mean, yeah, there you go. There's Dan's Game yeah, in the chat. Um so oh people are saying banks has tweeted all right let's have a look what's he said now oh lordy lord what has he done now um okay uh my emotions uh Got the better of me yesterday. I'm sorry you guys had to see that. For all the people who wrote me privately and checked in, I appreciate it so fucking much. You've all seen and heard enough from me in the last 24 hours, taking a few days to chill. Love you. Does he delete the video, though? No. He probably should have deleted it. I mean, not that it matters, because nothing gets deleted off the internet anyway, but... Um, so... Sorry, uh, Banks just tweeted. Uh, Banks had no. just tweeted, so we were just looking at that. It's nothing related to, to any... It's not too spicy or anything. He just said, oh, yeah, a bit of an idiot. Uh, emotions got better of me. You won't hear from me again. So, counsel oh, finally... Yeah, he finally picked up the phone when the lawyers were ringing. Like, Is there you, any chance you can get him on? Is that the type of thing you can do? Me and him... It's a strange relationship me and Banks have, right? Because, yeah. I mean... Um, I, right, so... I initially was investigating the CSGO Wild stuff to basically see if FaZe actually owned it. 
and I was looking at, you know, and basically there was a huge sprawling conspiracy when it came to the CSGO skins thing. Like, literally, people who were running the casinos were having meetings with each other in Vegas and sort of, like, cordoning off territories like they were mafia families. It, it was insane. And I had this, like, huge... Again, it was like that fucking guy from It's Always Sunny. You know, I had this, like, huge sprawling thing. They met here, and they did this, and they did that, and, you know, uh, um, they, they had articles of uh, whatever the fuck it's called when you register a company in like antigua and all this it, it was it was it was insane how deep i went and mm -hmm. um banks reached out to me right and he reached out mm -hmm. and said listen bro like i'm being totally real with you you know like we don't own it it ain't about that you know we just did some endorsements you know we probably should have been a bit more transparent but like you know just you, you you're going hard in the paint right now and i like being me i was like fuck you you fucking piece of shit like oh, yeah I, yeah I i just didn't want to hear it at all because like i hated all of those call of duty guys the fucking t martins of this world who basically came into my fucking scene that i've been in for fucking 15 years and fucking we're just treating it like hey let's just rip off children so fuck that so i was I, there was no way i was going to break bread with the enemy like it just wasn't going to happen um but what i didn't realize at the time was he was having these bipolar episodes um, and he had serious mental health problems. And I look back at how harsh I was and it's like not a nice feeling. And though I talked to a dude going through that as harshly as I did, I didn't know. But if I had, I probably sort of been a bit more fucking delicate. Um, and, you know, so, so we haven't talked since then. But he knows who I am, and we have talked in the past, and he knows I'm a big critic of Faye, so he'd probably not give me the clout or whatever as he calls it. I see. Um, but I, I, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to sit down with him, I'd, but I'd, I'd fucking roast him like a fucking Sunday dinner. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I yeah, he I pro probably is not the kind a of interview he'd like. Yeah. yeah, well, like, you know, him doing a Keemstar interview where it's like fucking Keem. It's just giving him like softball questions and like, so do you feel betrayed by TFU? And he's going to yeah, totally yeah. bro, totally bro. Like, no, like there's a lot of hard questions that FaZe need to answer for in it. And, um, you know, it just is what it is. But I don't think I could do it. Um, but I mean, I'd love to talk to him as an owner because like, mm. I guess like my, I mean, kind of like back on like the, the court issue and everything yeah. is like, just before we go into the labor commission thing, Sure. I, I guess like my, the, the, the hill I kind of want to die on here is like, I just wish that we had better representation than that in yeah. the, it, when something like this happens because it lowers the credibility oh, totally. of the entire industry when something like this happens. And that is, that's my big concern, right? It's like, um, I, I, we, we, there's so many people in esports that have worked so hard to get taken seriously. Mm. Oh, and, I, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and like, and like when something like this happens and like serious allegations and like lawsuits come up and then somebody like starts tweeting, it's like emotional stuff and like making YouTube videos and going for the views and stuff. It just, it, it, it's like all the eyes that are on esports, all the VC, all the, all the brands, right. That want to advertise with us. Everything just like takes a look at it and goes, eh, this esports, these guys aren't ready yet. Mm. You know, there's still a bunch of kids and then they, they pull off. Right. Yeah, like it just, totally. it, it's like for esports to progress forward, we need owners that hold themselves to higher standards than this. Oh, uh, absolutely. And look, I think um, I think what's going to start coming out because like I'm going to fucking write all this stuff up. I'm going <laughs> to I'm, I'm, I'm going to write it all up. I'm going to follow this court case. I'll be on the fucking court steps if it goes there. I believe. Um, but I think I think enough's enough with Face. I think they've been a fucking a dirty, uh, just 
awful fucking organization for a long time and because mm. they have such reach and such a large fan base they've got away with it and it's a fan base that skews young and i think enough's enough i think i think we need to talk about you know all of these lawsuits and what's going on they need to be held accountable to a great degree for the things they've done in the past um and i think you know this is the start of a slew of bad press i also think as well there was a there was a big fear factor about talking about phase and i i think when you look at how ineptly they're just handling everything i think actually a lot of esports journalists and now mainstream reporters too are just going to feel very comfortable in picking them apart and uh, it needs to happen um i i actually think a landscape um i don't say this about many organizations i think a landscape without phase is actually a lot better for all of us. Um, Why so? Um, I, I think, first of all, the, the, the scruples. Again, like let's just compare and contrast two Call of Duty organizations. Phase, Optic, right? Hector, right now, is somebody that can tell you about betrayal. But he won't tell you about it because he's got too much class. This is a guy who, with the infinite buyout and everything that's gone on, and he's had him, a crazy story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the full story comes out about what Hector's gone through uh, over at Optic, when that all comes out, and I don't even know it, and I'm his motherfucking friend, um, so full disclosure, I'm probably a little bit biased, but, you know, I, I, like, when people realize what happened to him, no matter what the outcome is, um, people are going to have so much, if you don't already respect Hector, there's no way you couldn't after this. Mm. Uh, and, and then on top of that, right, he's in the fight for his life to try and get his fucking, you know, baby back his first fucking child optic gaming that he's built about of nothing and the people who have uh, who are holding on to the reins right now are fucking with him and even when he makes the biggest bid to get it they don't want him to have it because of petty spiteful reasons and there's this mad boardroom power play going on um and and, and look at his tweet that he put out today he just said sorry guys i gotta cancel the podcast um because i need all of my strength and all of my attention to be on this fight i can't say too much about it just know i love you all yeah like what a classy guy Very right yeah, yeah super professional just think about optic in general their history their pedigree they were involved in a similar situation to tfue when courage blew up as a streamer when he was under the optic brand and courage wanted to do more and more by himself they didn't fucking put the golden handcuffs on him or even try. They, they, they realized you can't cage the butterfly and it was all smoothed out and they've got nothing but good things to say with each other. Hell, hell, it might even not be genuine, but that's what we all think. That's what we all believe. And you saw Courage there at the CWL helping Optic lift the fucking World Finals trophy. One big happy family, alumni to the current uh, guys that are repping the brand. That's just a classy esports organization. Now let's talk about FaZe, right? Optic didn't get involved in uh, skin casinos, right? They, they mm -hmm. stayed away from it. They didn't get embroiled in any of that stuff. They didn't do any fucking bullshit Kickstarters and then not deliver. Hex has always skirted on like, you know, if we do this, there's money involved, but what's the real cost? Nobody at FaZe asks that question. They got no fucking scruples whatsoever. They got guys like fucking Rice Gum. You know, like, serious, like, in, in Clout Gang or whatever their fucking sub-branches. 
clout gang i can't even think that fucking serious right so you got that going on but like you know talk about some of these content creators they got on fucking rice gum are we are we for real how many scandals has that motherfucker been involved in the the, the last apology he did for the last scandal he was in he gave out amazon codes to people by way of an apology because he repped a fucking company that was one of those like mystery box companies that was a complete scam so he gave away amazon codes as an apology and the codes didn't work they were already redeemed Jeez. this <laughs> oh is they, they, this yeah. and again they skate every time they skate every time and nobody says anything about it because of how they're positioned in the industry like just fuck phase honestly fuck phase and everyone who's involved with them it, like this shit's been a long time coming i hope it's like caesar on the fucking steps dude i hope everybody comes out with every little bit of beef every little bit of bullshit they've done and it's just it just pancakes and crushes them because Orgs like that, fuck it for everyone. They fuck it for everyone. Um, and that's why I think it's a much better landscape without them, 100%. You know how hard it is when you've got to go to a sponsor and you've got to yeah, de-weave. The, the amount of times that I've been in a Death Star board meeting, meeting with like 30, 65-year-old guys that are like, so can you tell me why I should sponsor you when it says terrorists win and CSGO? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know, it's def I, I definitely know what you mean. So you know how hard it yeah. gets. And then now, now yeah. imagine trying to explain like, oh, we've had uh, these <laughs> negative industry headlines for 18 months and they're all coming from one team. Like, fuck this. Like, yeah. pe people don't want to invest in us holistically because of the bad actors in the space. And that's why we all have an obligation to um not support the people that do that and i think i think phase has been some of the most egregious examples i mean look everyone's got their sins everyone's got their skeletons hell i mean maybe clg even did some shit that it doesn't immediately spring to mind i'd love to sting you with it if i could i can't um, nah, dude, we're 100 percent above water nobody's buried anywhere my friend all right well good good i'm glad to hear it more, yeah. more, more, more power to you and, and you know <laughs> there's 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 organizations that i know have done one or two things i've had to write about them i still respect the owners i'm I kidding still... <laughs> well, who not, dude? I don't, I, I, you know, maybe, maybe. They have not, a couple right? physical cats that are buried in the actual backyard of old CLG because they got, so there are actual That's physical sad. bodies on at CLG. Yeah, they got hit by cars. It sucks. Oh, that is tragic. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, look, uh, you, you, the, the point is that most organizations fuck up, do something bad, act in their self interest. I didn't like it when Jack, right, who I have a lot of respect for, and we always sit down and have a scotch together, you know, and I didn't like it when Jack basically said that Stewie leaving the team was like, what was it he said, a betrayal or... He used that language again, which you don't like, you know, about how... Jack's always been so he, close he, to his players. Yeah, amazing. and I get it. Abandoned, that was the word. Thanks. And mm -hmm. it's like, come on, man. Like, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a star athlete pursuing other opportunities. It's going to happen. It, the fans can use language like that. You as the owner probably shouldn't. It stokes some real nasty shit, and these players get, get enough of that. And, you know, he's an old enough guy to know better. Um, but, but ultimately, like Cloud9... I'm sure they've done all sorts of shit. I mean, but a Cloud9 a net good for the industry? Absolutely. Absolutely. Jack at the end's a net good for the industry. Absolutely. I think so. Uh, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Reginald, fuck, man. Me and him have had our differences, right? And then we I've met had a, a few differences with yeah. Brady. He's done it's a lot of mature in the last few years. Um, he's improved. I have to give it to him. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, we, we went out drinking last time he was in uh, Vegas. And... Um, 
Uh, basically, you know, we were talking about it, and he just said, like, I don't think people know what it's like. You get all this money, you get all this attention, you get all this spotlight. You've, you, you, you're trying to work as an entrepreneur. You've got your fucking, you know, you, 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 you've got a relationship you're trying to tie down. That's linked to the business as well, so you've got that yeah. additional tension. Um, and you're in this thriving industry where you're watching your competitors potentially pull ahead. Like he said, that there's not a second to sleep, you know? No. So it's, so it's mm -hmm. like, I'm, he was, and he said, I was trying to do it all. You know, I was trying to do it all. I was trying to have a normal life of a 20-year-old, enjoy some of that money, enjoy some of that success. And, and you know, it's like I, I, I immediately sympathized. And, you know, he's he's done a lot of maturing in the last few years. I'm sure he can still be a ruthless little motherfucker when he needs to be. But, um, you know, I, I, I really like the dude. And I think, is a guy like Reginald and TSM a net good for esports? Yes. Is FaZe? Absolutely not, in my opinion, no. No. I mean, I'm I'm legally I'm I'm uh, I'm obligated to not say anything positive about TSM because of my previous affiliation. But uh, mm. Reggie, <laughs> Reggie uh, in particular, like I think um, one of one of the things he probably could have done a little bit of a diversion, but like what like one of the things he probably could have done better is delegate a little bit more. Sure, um, absolutely. But but I I I do totally agree with you. I think that like he's come up a lot as, as an owner, and, and like dude, like. Getting in front of like a like whatever TSM was valued at, even at that time, was like in the in the uh, high high tens of millions, right? Um, if not a hundred million, I, I heard some valuations like that. Yeah. That's not an easy thing for a twenty year old to be saddled with. No, you know, um, it, it really wasn't. And um, I think that, yeah, I, I, I think that I, I can't speak to Phase and if they represent the the industry as well because I'm just not as informed as you. My my first encounter with Phase is this this bank stuff. Hmm. And, uh, and I, you know, what I see is I'm like, look, like, okay, you're the COO of a organization that has tens of millions of followers. And, it, and like, as a, I, I think, and this is a, this is a, um, a discussion I've had with um, a, a friend of mine, uh, I think, you know, him pretty well is destiny, right? Is like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we yeah. used to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back, in the, back <laughs> um, in the day. Is that like, there, there's, um, there's some, uh, if if you have a platform and, and you have people that will listen to you, that that's a very powerful thing. And, and there's some um, obligation w b by having that kind of platform um, to to do good, right? Or, yeah. or at least the best that you can. Yeah. And and I think when um when 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 Banks comes out and he has this enormous platform, I mean truly enormous platform by any standard, mm -hmm. and and then he he reacts this way to to a serious issue. Um, it it, it it like you said, I think it reflects negatively on the entire industry as a whole and our ability to be taken seriously by large brands and because i, I think people don't understand how like a lot of like brands look at esports and even twitch as a whole I, I often like to use a stat that that i think amazes me which is like if you take twitch and you put it against youtube right mm. twitch is still one percent of youtube's total viewership it's, yeah. a, it's a tiny drop in the bucket that's like you, you follow all that uh beauty drama stuff yeah yeah absolutely yeah and, and like that stuff that like most people just don't even know those influencers yet they have tens of millions of followers, oh, right? Yeah. YouTube is a massive platform. So so when um, like Twitch in particular is, is a very vulnerable platform right now when um, when a lot of its influencers get embroiled in stuff like this because it's very easy for public sentiment to switch sentiment to switch to like from oh that's that website where people play video games to like oh that's that website where and then it's something much more negative. Mm. And as soon as that happens, it's difficult to recover because Twitch doesn't really have a sense of its identity, right? It, 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 like, it used to have the kind of bleed purple thing, but since being owned by Amazon, it's moved much more Silicon Valley. Type yeah. Of, yeah. yeah, they don't give a fuck about any of that anymore. Yeah, they yeah, bleed, just, they bleed green right now, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't bled yeah. purple for a while. 
so so it, it, like like my experience with phase is like a lot more limited to yours but just seeing banks uh in that light it, it just like it worries me uh, for the industry as a whole yeah sure. yeah it, it's just it's just an awful look and i, I can give you an anecdote uh, uh that'll probably spot this up it might even might even have applied to clg you might be one of the adults in this anecdote right but what happened was basically back when uh, esl were trying to get the csgo exclusivity league up and running yeah uh right <laughs> and i you know they had that big meeting out over at the twitch thing so i've heard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> you don't need to say nothing well yeah. in the build-up to those meetings like i think it was reginald and it might have been hotshot as well um but anyways some of the younger owners and the younger voices in the room like they were like because they didn't even understand csgo because they weren't from that world esl yeah. had to have basically two sets of meetings and one was one where they let the young guys come along and that was where quite famously reginald was like you know what's he, who, who does more for the industry tsm or esl that was the quote um <laughs> and obviously esl execs are like is this motherfucker what's he saying um so there was that and then and then um they would have real meetings with people that weren't as young and emotionally charged uh, basically and I think you might have been in the adult meetings, um, but but whatever. Um, but I, but I think you know this is what I mean. I, I think there is this idea where when you see like young CEOs and you know the industry's young and it skews young, the worry is that it's a bunch of children steering the businesses, and that's why a lot of these VC groups when they come in, you know, you end up in situations where it's like we we want to appoint our guy i mean shit man noah winston got fucked by this at all people you know like noah winston just got fucked over at immortals game club or whatever the fuck they're called now um he's the guy that secured all that money he's the guy that ran that shop he should have ascended into a much more powerful position instead he got fucked by people he thought he could hang with businessmen who don't know who you are don't care and um yeah it's like it, 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 it harms the industry because people think it's necessary they think you need a babysitter because of shit like this well no noah was in particular yeah noah was in particular like a very young ceo partnering with um originally with crosscut ventures right which is clinton mm -hmm. foy's um deal and uh the, like that was definitely an example of like <laughs> uh it, there was there was one side of the equation that had a lot of knowledge and, mm. and um I, I i feel like um with banks like they aren't so are they vc funded they're not right they're just a group of do you know anything about like like their equity structure <laughs> oh, i can't God. figure it out uh okay so i know we were get, we were gonna get into the labor stuff but yeah okay so fa phases money um I, you know it, it's they had uh because they they called it like a refinancing almost when in 2015 when mm -hmm. the when the uh, Norwegian entrepreneur um, Stefan Gwertz came in, um, he basically like I say was he was creating an app that was designed to replace Twitter. It was a big social media app, mm -hmm. um, and he was and, and he put millions of dollars of his own money into Phase um, because he what he was saying. Listen, here's the investment. We're gonna rule the world together um so there was the, once once we control twitter and we've got all the biggest influencers in gaming and esports and we run the biggest social media platform we're gonna have this shit on lockdown but then it gets very confusing the finances you've got people pulling money out you've got people stopping like millions going here and as you said you've got these other lawsuits where it's like with the hilton media group where it's like we're talking one of the one of the shows they were doing was like thirty thousand dollar a show or something and and they 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 owe hundreds of thousands in, uh, uh, because they they haven't paid that so 
bit of a investment or any kind of like capital infusion like has there been any kind of like the equity spread just getting 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 all the business getting all the equity and who owns what and who's invested what and phase yeah yeah no chance zero so i've seen i've seen when they've had cash injections but i haven't um you know i haven't i haven't i couldn't tell you the the, the specifics um but yeah so look the labor commission complaint oh man i think this is really the meat of the issue well sure right and and, um and this is the issue that like people don't understand like this is like the this is like the real big the the big kahuna for sure yeah and also while we talk about the labor commission stuff uh have in the back of your mind because where we'll finish up talking about this is Mm -hmm. about what it means for other esports organizations and like what the yes yeah are we going to end up with a desolated wasteland in california like fucking fallout but for (laughs) esports okay Um, so basically for the um labor commission um i've I've got the relevant bit in 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 front of me where they talk about how they've already got a a, the head of the uh, labor commission to basically determine whether or not the labor commissioner uh to determine whether or not this is worth them acting on and investigating and um it says here uh, in the complaint phase clans conducted issue in the labor commissioner proceeding is summarized as follows under phase clans illegal contracts i'm not saying gamer agreements phase clan secures the purported right to procure employment or engagements for young artists like tenny to that end phase clan's primary and essential function is to promote and sell tenny's artistic services and procure sponsorship deals which feature those services sponsors pay for tenny to perform and uh, in and create online content and or to model uh, clothes uh, featuring the sponsor's brands. FaZe Clan then retains a grossly unconscionable commission, again, that hyperbole, for sourcing the deal. Because Uh FaZe Clan is unlicensed, it has avoided regulation by California's Labor Commission. The need for licensure and regulation, however, is dire. Not only does FaZe Clan take advantage of these young artists, it jeopardizes their health, their safety, and welfare in violation of the Talent Agency Act and the following Labor Codes. So, that is... this is the cataclysmic part of this for phase because you are saying to the california labor commission who protect all workers rights and there is a code of conduct that all employers and all talent agencies are bound by and what you outline in the legal complaint is basically all in violation uh, of these sections of the labor code and that opens up you know, it was a misdemeanor to violate the Talent Agency Act and not have the correct license. This stuff is way more serious. So it was that that response that you just read that was from the Labor Commission? No, that's it, that is in bro- that's, that's, that's embedded the in the complaint. Yeah. Yeah. So the Labor because I always said that would have been the fastest turnaround on the Labor Commission I've ever heard of. Like those guys are are super slow. No, right? but what's it, what's interesting is it sounds like they, they it's been with them for a while. It sounds like they actually had this in in place. They didn't do this in May because they said they already have the commissioner. Um, I can get it. I can yeah, they it. already submitted yeah. the complaint sometime yeah. earlier. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. So the commission has already been sat on it for a few months. So okay. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this 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 is a huge issue because um, you've you've got welfare concerns. You you you've got workers' rights. Yeah, uh, like uh, it, it is. It, it, it this this can reduce phase to rubble yeah no so this is it. this is um also a bunch of uh, you might want to look into this while i give my take on this um mm. i think a bunch of people are telling me that keemstar wants to talk to you i don't know what oh yeah talking. sure I, I, me and keem know each other i'll i'll get okay. into his dms later i'm not a clout seeker that's not me 
Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I have no idea what that entails. Um, okay. Um, like my, 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 I think that the take on this is like, oh man. Okay. So there's two separate issues, right? There's the court case, which is, which is, you know, like we said at the beginning, like who knows what happens with that. Yeah. The labor commission means when a complaint is filed with the labor commission of California, the labor commission of California is obligated to look into that complaint and everything in that complaint. And what they're going to do is they're going to look through all the evidence, all the YouTube videos, everything is submitted to them. And I, and you know, I would guess, probably safe, educated, educated guess, where this law firm did not screw around in submitting the complaints to the labor commission, right? Ahead of time, as well. That's yes, the beauty of, of it. Yeah, and with all the resources and everything, and and, and uh, so there's nothing deleted. There's just there's everything screenshotted. Everything is like everything is copied. And I don't think that you know Faze will go through and delete. All, there's just so much evidence. Mm. And, and so when we're Looking at the issues, um, I went through the the article and um, just found like some of the issues that they said. I know one of them was the um, uh, employing people that were underage, right? The high sky issue. Mm -hmm. One of them was the um, the issue of uh, illegally gambling, apparently. Yep. Given yep. alcohol before turning to twenty one, illegally gambling. Um, the other one was the the, the TAA situation. Um, and, and so it is it is like safe to say, and this is like the big point, right? A single one of these violations. Can, can knock phase out of commission if yep. they're substantiated a yep. single one it's yep. not going to take like three, but there's there's four or five every single one of them it, the labor commission has an obligation to actually um address mm -hmm. and, and this is this is a this is a a crazy issue um like like i i if the labor commission comes down on this at a minimum phase can be fined right and, and at yep. a maximum they're completely barred from doing any business in california perpetually and starting any other kind of brand in california uh, all of them Right, and, and any and any income earned, which just has enormous implications for their YouTubes and their merch. They just it's it's so crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to bring up actually because I, I I've got the codes uh, that they're supposedly in violation of, um, and I'm just trying to find out the penalties uh, for those codes. So I'm just real quickly googling that. Um, got it. It's so convoluted to to try and get this stuff i probably could have got this last night as well if i hadn't gone down the fucking rabbit hole a rabbit hole <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck yeah um but, but anyway base basically um what, what you're saying is absolutely uh on on point uh fines certainly um i don't know what the upper limit of the fines are usually um in in california uh, especially but in most states you know for, for penalties of this nature there's an upper limit you can't be fined above and beyond because it's america and we like to protect businesses out here um but the other uh the, the other issue like you say comes down to the welfare did they properly look after the people in their employ did they exploit yes. the people in their employ did they um you know the the underage drinking thing was that being done for profit that's that's another element of those this. are other questions i'll ask yeah, yeah exactly and it's, and it's very important that it's like these guys don't operate like lawyers or courts or things like that these guys operate more like swat teams right yeah they come in they have a huge investigation they overturn everything if they they, they find everything that's out of compliance and then they, they just pile up the violations right like like it's going to be very like and that's why i think there's sort of like an infinite rabbit hole one of the ones that i was always worried about with esports is in team houses you have chefs and like phase has a chef that cooks for them yeah do you think all that stuff is done by fda regulations there's massive fda regulations around uh having food and serving it to employees yeah it's, it's, it's a really hard thing that it takes years to get a license to do that 
Um, pe people are saying there's a video of a 13-year-old member of FaZe shotgunning a beer. What? That, that can't be true. If that's true, definitely link me to it. Uh, yeah, we'd like that, to that, see that. That, 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 that can't be chat. real. People are saying, that's a, that's people a, are saying he's 16, he's 17. That wouldn't, oh, make, that wouldn't make it better in U.S., guys. <laughs> that wouldn't make it better in, in, in the U.S. Uh if he's under if he's under 21 it's still a problem uh, chat's saying he's 17 still, uh, okay but if he's 17 or 13 it's it's 21 isn't it chat yeah yeah it's 21 yeah. If, if he did it on u.s soil um oh my god that can't yeah. be real i'm not i'm i'm gonna think that's twitch that's, chat exaggerate and i'm not having that one I yeah mean, there's, there's, there's there's definitely a bunch of, oh i think somebody linked me um <laughs> let me see oh god let me see I'll let, I'll let you look at that shit yeah uh yeah, I mean, if this is if this is the video, I'll DM it to you. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I don't know I'll how long it. it is. Um, yeah, but but, like a... but but yeah. So you're. I mean, this is this is another problem that that you have with esports in in general. You know, you're right. You need to the the, the food has to be cooked to a certain code because now yep. you're providing meals for, for an employee, contracted uh, employees. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that is a completely different ballpark to you come around to my house and I cook you some dinner because we're friends. Um, you know, yes. it, yeah. it, it, you know, there there has to be health and safety and I mean, regulations. Quite possibly, like phase might be like so. If the chef has is has is cooking, who's buying the ingredients? Yeah, right. And and so and so if who's buying the ingredients, it's a business expense. Oh man. Yeah. Right. So the, the, like just the FD and that's the thing, right. Is like most of, most of the argument that I heard yesterday when I was covering this was like, well, um, like the court case will get settled they'll figure it out. It's like, dude, once the labor commission is actually involved, this completely changes because they're not just going to stop at the initial allegations. No. Right. They're going to look at every. Well, that's it. It triggers an investigation. Violation. It triggers an investigation. Yeah, it so triggers a and that's all it takes. Like with yeah. an investigation, and like people are like, "Oh, well, like the government won't do anything." And it's like people like that don't remember what happened to poker online, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Poker yeah. Was gone overnight. I, I, dude, I lost like I had I had you know not not lots of money but you know hundreds of dollars in various sites. <laughs> I think I think yeah. like full tilt was the one I had the most. in. gone, get fucked. Gone. <laughs> yeah, they just gone. Throws the assets, just straight up raided the companies. Yep. Like it was like full. Yeah, and it's like that when the government. I, I I can I like equate the government to like the eye of Sauron. That like when it turns on, like it's okay when it's not on you. It's like oh yeah, there's like some orcs over there and trolls and stuff. But when it turns on you and it's like the whole army of Mordor marches, it's like. Oh, you're doomed, man! Like they'll they'll overturn everything, and that's and that's the thing is like how deep does the rabbit hole go with Phase Plan? Like and all the and this and this again, like in the context of I think what we're eventually going to talk about, which is the long term future of esports. Yeah. So look, so, I, I I did find something that to, that people might be would be interested in. So this is from summer the summer of last year, June 2018. So to give you an idea about the power that the California Labor Commission has, uh, you know Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, it's I eat more... there way too often. <laughs> right. Well. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know they have a lot of restaurants in um, Southern California, and uh, basically the Southern California, uh, uh, sorry, the California Labor Commissioner was able to issue a four point five seven million dollar fine <laughs> for violations of uh, various co labor codes, um, which uh, included um, they were they were held liable for subcontractor wage violations that, i mean that that's something that could pop up here because you know are they contracted are you an agent are you their employer 
um uh, improper uh, improper compliance to shift policies uh reviews of meal breaks and food quality not being uh adhered to mm-hmm. um and uh Im- improper rest and breaks during working hours 4.57 million yeah easy right Right. I mean, the FDA just came in. I have my favorite Mexican food restaurant down the street. The FDA just came in straight up and shut that place down because they left their fridge open for 15 mm. extra minutes. Yeah. Like, like, like the government, the government is so brutal and just outright, um, almost debatably like unreasonable that any self-respecting business owner that I've ever met mm. is super afraid of them, myself included, right? Like not even just, even if we're in compliance, like I oh, report my taxes every year. I'm very careful. I go to a CPA. I'm still terrified of the IRS. I never want to get a call from them. I never want a letter from them. I just want to be like, it, like if they just leave me alone, great. You know, and, and, and it's like when an investigation is open on you, that is by far the scariest thing because the labor commission going into, going into phase clan, the stuff that they can find and the, the fines they can dole out and, and they can just say, look, you can't do business in California. Why, why wouldn't they? The labor commission doesn't care. They have no, they have no dog in the fight. Their only rule is that they want to see that businesses are in compliance. Yeah. That's it. And, 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 and then you've got the other part that they've said they filed the complaint for. Um, well, actually, according to the article on Hollywood Reporter, but it isn't mentioned in the complaint itself, they they imply, that the lawyer intimates that about this 13-year-old that Faye signed and about lying about his age that opens up something if that's even proved to i mean and and i imagine if the labor commission does decide to look at that they just say we need to see this kid's birth certificate and it's so bad if this kid's 11 years old and yeah i mean have you looked into that or like is there any like truth around that statement i i i I don't know i mean yeah okay so i don't want to commit one way or the other but i'm i'm gonna I'm definitely going to do some digging on that because I think that's probably the most egregious example. And then it taps into Twitch and everything else. But then, but then on top of that, they also are saying that the exclusivity in the contract is anti-competition, and they want to fight that. They want they want to absolutely bring that up and let's pick through the bones because we're very happy that it, this is an anti-competitive contract. This is an anti-competitive measure. Now, what mm. that would open up to if the California Labor Commission comes in and looks at the contract and deems that what they did by saying we choose all your sponsors you can only work for us you can only represent us and the sponsors that we say and we take a cut for this service even though it's hindering your ability to earn and your your ability to use your talents to uh, freely make money for yourself right which has already been established previously right like, yes you know that that's the case, yeah okay. yes Mm-hmm. That would open it up to being potentially federal, because that the it's the FTC that come in and and look at anti-competitive practices, and the the California Labor Commission works in compliance with them and hands off any yep. example of potentially anti-competitive uh, um, behavior. That's a nightmare. Wow. So like. The, again, this is what I mean. It's like, Faye, just get off the fucking merry-go-round as quickly as you can and make this go away and get back to dealing with the other fucking five lawsuits you're in. Well, this at this is... point, they, they have to address the labor. Com- yeah. I mean, there, there has to be some. And that's that's all going to be internal, right? We're not going to know the details of any of that. And and what will happen no. is, um, what, what's, what's funny about it, too, is that everyone 
is that the government is kind of classic in this way, right? That everyone will forget about it and the, the, the issue will die down. And then the government will just be like, and here is our decree. And then it will just happen. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, it's going to be months later when everything seems to be operating normally and the government just comes out and busts it out. And, and, and like, who knows what, what it's going to be. Yeah, well, isn't, because I remember reading this for another thing I was researching. Uh, is it the Sherman Act when it goes federal? Uh, that's something that I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I think there's something called the Sherman Act. And um, if you get found uh, in non-compliance with the Sherman Act, which covers rest restraint of trade in an illegal fashion, right? That's literally what it the Sherman Act is for. Mm -hmm. um, the the fines are insane because it, 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 it becomes a felony and the fine can be up to like a billion dollars or something. It's fucking mental. It's so crazy. Um, so I, I, I don't know if that could be applied here, but, but I do know from looking at the Sherman Act for a previous thing, the Sherman Act is any uh, tr trust or employer or executor or whatever the fuck they're called um, tr restraining trade in an illegal fashion. Wow. So, oh, Kim Star's in the chat. What's up, Kim? How you doing, buddy? I was going to get I was going to I was going to get to you after this chat, chief. I was going to message you. I was going to DM you, you know. It's good good to see you here. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm a big fan. You know that, brother Kim. You know that. Um although you did softball banks. So <laughs> we do, we can talk about that. Um but, yeah. but 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 anyway, but anyway, the uh I, I understand why you did though. <laughs> I have, you have a take. You don't know how to get it to me? Just DM me. What do you mean you don't know how to get it to me? I'm on motherfucking Twitter. You DM me all the time. What are you talking about? Um, just DM me, dog. Uh, and then we'll do it. But anyway, so so the, the the Labor Commission investigation won't be public. We won't know about it if it happens. I have no idea. Um, well, it will happen, right? But it, we won't know anything Well, the, to be fair, there is there is a chance that the California Labor Commission don't... They're, they're currently deciding if it's worth investigating. So they... Okay. So they, 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 can, they can opt out of investigating them. Yeah, it, so it hasn't been decided. I, I, thought, I thought if a complaint is filed um, with the Labor Commission that they are obligated to investigate it. Is mm -hmm. that not the case? Um, no, they're, they're, they're obligated to... What's the word again? What's the phrase they use? They're obligated to determine controversy or something. So they, 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 they need... They're, they're obligated to review it. They yes, have to review yeah. every complaint, but that doesn't mean it has to be investigated. So okay. that, so that, so the, I mean, and again, if I know anything about the California Labor Commission, much like the NCAA, much like all these big organizations that are designed to make money, who've all been watching esports fucking blow up the last few years, yeah. I'm sure the California Labor Commission wants a piece of this and wants to come in. You would and be think, like, like what, yeah. what, what, what would be a reason they wouldn't take it? Yeah, well, um, I, I, yeah. I, I guess, I guess That's on the basis a that, law firm, or yeah, like a reputable law firm like this, like you would think. Yeah. Well, I, I guess on the basis, because now we need to start fucking chopping everything up and pigeonholing everything. We need to make definitions. Are these people athletes? Are they entertainers? Are they fucking something else, some hybrid? And then lawyers are going to get involved. And, you know, yes. it, could, it could take years to fucking get to, um, you know, any determinations about which laws apply to whom and whether or not it needs to be changed specific to our industry this is just lighting the torch paper this is just like the first part this is exactly th yeah. th th this this is basically housekeeping you know and like ryan morrison said and i i, I got some quibbles with ryan um Do i don't 
<laughs> yeah, I because you know he was talking about how how great it is um, that this is going to mean that um, players are going to be able to stand you know stand up for player rights. And yeah, all he said something that I disagreed with too. Um, I mean, I think I think I I was uh, kind of biased because I'm a team owner or I was, mm. um, but. This whole thing of uh, how much of the player's responsibility to review the contract before signing it or be proactive about hiring yeah. agents or lawyer reviews, it's the same level of responsibility that you would have reviewing Facebook's privacy policy. I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, I think those are two separate things. Like yeah. signing an employment contract for multiple years is not like, hey, do you want to use Facebook? Like, it's <laughs> like, eh. Like well, the, the issue I had specific is that, you know, he says he said in this interview, because he always has to be a little bit self-aggrandizing. It's just, it's just in his nature. He can't help himself. Uh, he said, I represent more players than anyone on the planet right now. I represent more esports than anyone on the planet right now. That might well be true, but they're all Overwatch League players primarily. I would say the bulk of his clientele are, are Overwatch League players. For sure. He so, would, he's made that, he said that several times. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. I would certainly respect him a hell of a lot more if he was taking the fight to Activision Blizzard because we looked at the OWL contract that players sign and what you can and can't do, and it's more egregious than anything in this phase contract. Really? Yeah. Can't even fucking... Can't, right. Activision Blizzard can dictate to you on your personal Twitch stream what you can and can't stream. They also can insist that, let's say you're not in a playoff and I want to stream. You can't. Not if the playoffs are on. You cannot stream one hour before the playoff, one hour after the playoff. Your stream cannot be turned on. And it's just all shit like this. What's so there's a lot of leverage, though, that Activision can put on that, right? Because you're playing in their league. So Exactly, so exactly. But well, that, that, lev that leverage shouldn't exist. Fuck them. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, if, if like it's literally like agree to this or don't play in the league. And then exactly, it, it, and that's what I, and that's what I hate. I mean, because we're all against the NCAA saying to you know an NFL player you can't have a YouTube channel because you can't make any money um, while you're yeah. a collegiate athlete. Meanwhile, we know collegiate athleticism is the dirty like seriously. There's mafia motherfuckers, organized crime gangs going, fucking hell, I wouldn't want to be involved in college sports. That, that, <laughs> hey, there's no money yeah, in it, yeah. Yeah, I've got a conscience. I just kill people, you know? I just whack people. So, um, <laughs> so it's dirty as fuck. We had all of that stuff with the uh, Adidas uh, executives and, and all of that news story that came out right now. Um, and we're and everybody in esports is like whooping and hollering about, yeah, we because we, uh, on the 30th of April, we had, the NCAA said it just won't have anything to do with esports for now. It it, it it doesn't see an in. It can't get in. It does, so it's not going to get involved. And that's like one of the best things that can happen great. for collegiate yeah. esports for young adults in yeah, the space. It's yeah, <laughs> like, it's great, great yeah. news, right? Yeah. So and, it, and it's it's weird that story didn't blow up more, but everyone was beat. Well, oh, I think that oh, people don't understand it. I, th yeah. I think people don't understand the implication of how healthy that is for our industry. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so everyone's beating their chest about that, and then it's like, wait, but you're fucking signing players into leagues that do the same shit the NCAA would do. So I, I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I'm, I, I can't respect that. The, 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 the Overwatch League contract is some of the most like, and like the LCS contract before it, where they literally were trying to tell players you couldn't stream Hearthstone. Because Riot had a card game yeah. in development at the time. You couldn't stream Hearthstone on your own personal stream in your own personal time. 
Fuck that egregious bullshit. Like, I gotta be someone outside of your league and outside of your game and outside of your sport. This ain't the fucking NFL. I ain't set for life off this. Like, if your game dies tomorrow, my income dies tomorrow. So fuck you trying to limit my earnings now. That's outrageous. It's overreach from any games developer. Um, you make the game. I play in your league. I'm actually a promotional tool as a pro player in your game, which you monetize all those beautiful microtransaction whales that are out there swimming. I help do that for you. Do not fucking tell me what games I can and can't play in my own time. And Activision There's Blizzard do it and Riot do it. So much I'd, I'd want to say. But I, I mean, like it's better you, know, you don't. But I mean, I can't. Yeah, you can I've, give I've, I've, I've shared a lot of contracts not to. But like, there's. I will say, like, you remember the, the public knowledge that like Riot employees, for example, can't even monetize their Twitch streams for a long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's there's all kinds of stuff yeah. going on there. Yeah. And, and, and it's nonsense and it needs to change because one of the great things about this industry is we don't need to fuck up the same way that sports did. We yeah, don't have, we have to. the opportunity to do something different. Yeah, we can, we can lay the foundations now, and it's important we do. So, the final question, because, um, shit, man, you've been on for a while. You're, you're good at this. You, uh, you've got oh, energy. thank you, man. I mean, it's been a pleasure talking about this. I feel like um, it's, it's hard to find. It. I mean, especially on this issue, it's hard to find. There's so much people who's getting caught up in the oh, drama. I know. And, uh, yeah, that I, I, I mean, I'm really enjoying this. Well, we, 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 we might go for another hour here. I, I have no idea, because I'm sure you've got <laughs> lots of input, and you're going to actually have much more of uh, an insight into this than, than I will. Um, is what this could do to organizations moving forward, what this will do to esports holistically, what this can do to marketing potential, right? Because Ryan, again, in this um, dev, totally not self-aggrandizing interview he did on ESPN, said um, that, he, that, that he believes his, um, you know, esports organizations will be sending him completely new agreements for his clients overnight. That'll happen. I don't buy that for a second, um, but he seems to. Um, so let's start there. I mean, you know, it, 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 are esports organizations like looking over at fucking FaZe and going, fuck, man, if FaZe is fucked, uh, we better start changing our shit now before we get fucked. No, I don't think immediately. I think that a precedent has to be set by some governing body, like i.e. the labor and like the labor commission before esports teams. Like what what will happen is that esports teams will instantly change once that precedent is set, right? So so right now Esports teams are going to get away with whatever they can until they such a time that they can't do that. Um, there's been some suggestion that it's like the labor commission once it looks into phase um, uh, will like go after other esports teams. I think that's probably not going to happen. I think what's more likely is that the labor commission outlines things that it expects mm -hmm. as a standard from the industry. And as a result of that, all of the esports change, esports teams change very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think we see that in two ways, right? The number one way is team houses. I think team houses just disappear. They become artifacts because there's just too much. I, I, I can't really see a way. And when, I, when we were selling to Madison Square Garden at CLG, um, one of the big discussions was like, how should we house our players, right? Mm -hmm. And when we were looking at it from a liability standpoint, because at that point we were going to be owned by a public company, which has tons of implications beyond um, uh, just be known by a private like VC firm, right? You're 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 beholden to the the SEC. Mm -hmm. So so we were trying to we were having an, an internal debate about how we we ought to house players and uh, what we came up with. What, and I should say I should say we should say what a really good team of lawyers came up with is there really is no way to house players in in, in a way that um, is going to defeat all of the liability problems with it. Like there's right. just no way to do that. Um, it, it might be economic, and it might even be better for the um, the competitive nature. Though there's some debate to that too. 
But the way that esports is going to move is, is to everybody having apartments and living off premises and then having like these training facilities. You're already seeing that happen in most of the major. Yep, complexity doing it as part of the Dallas yeah, Cowboys thing. It. CLG yeah. itself did it. Yeah. The, uh, there was the IMG Academy had an esports division for a while that some teams yeah. were going to use. Yep. Yeah, so I, I I think what happens is that the what what the most likely outcome I think of this and, and again like I think we're uh, we have to like remember like when we're dealing with the government, um, there are some just epic level time scales right they just don't operate in the same scale that we do. Um, it may take them four or five years to come to a, a declaration on this, but when they do, I think they set a standard that goes forward and like just team houses become a thing of the past you just can't run them without liability yeah and and that means like um cooks and chefs and all of those jobs and everything that evaporates and, and then i think secondarily um the the contracts change um the the ruling that we really want to see is the ruling on exclusivity right and and, sure. and that i think more than anything changes the landscape of esports because right now the the player expectation of playing with a team is if I'm an esports owner, you can't come to me as a player and say, "Hey, I'm going to go play for TL." But if California rules that that it's that it's employment and it's at will, then it, it's like it's it's very possible that a player could come to you say, "Hey, I'm going to join TL," and then just leave and quit. Mm -hmm. And like that's a that's a total and, and because, particularly now, what's preventing that in in uh, in sports is all the unions and all of the uh, the classification as athletes, but that doesn't exist for esports. So if esports players are actually just regarded as employees, um, oh my God, it changes everything. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah good, good. all those buyouts that people rely on, which, <laughs> you know, I have mixed feelings about it because I'm like you, I, I, I think players, you know, where possible should certainly be honoring contracts. And I think where possible, these esports organizations should recognize if a player gets a better opportunity, um, within reason uh you should be letting them go i mean if you're egregiously losing out and you're massively out of pocket and it's been done in a very unfair way and perhaps even in a way that like violates rules around a, a franchised league you know poaching that sort of thing then yeah you know we should probably do what we can to stop that but ultimately i like the idea of you know um, we had a thing in uh, soccer, uh, you know, which was called the Bosman ruling, right? And people probably don't remember this, but it was a, there was a footballer called John Bosman. This goes back a while. It's just become a normal part of the landscape right now. But it mm -hmm. used to be that when you signed a contract to play uh, for a team, they could still keep you beyond the parameters of that contract. So, oh. so those, those are also in East, those same clauses are in esports right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so even though your time had expired until you went somewhere else, um, you, you, um, you, they, they still were, you were still beholden to the people that had paid you a salary that were obligated to do, um, and, and, and you could stay. So there was a player who was like, well, that's fucking bullshit. When a contract ends, we should be allowed to move for free to any soccer team we want. Uh, yeah. We should be negotiating our own contracts, and it went through the European courts, and they ruled in favor of uh, Jean-Marc Bosman, and it became the Bosman ruling. It's why we have, you know, soccer players sign for three years for a team. They do three years, and then they go and they sign a contract with somebody else, and the team they play for gets nothing because I'm not wow. under contract with you. I see. Okay. And well, so, so right now, the way that it manifests in esports is there's like a free agency period, and there's this kind of weird 
um, fight that happens, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's the esports team tries to get the player to sign before they go to free agency because of that that problem, right? It's like um, if, if the if the esports player goes to free agency, there is no trade value, there is nothing, right? So if a I, I think the the most ideal circumstance for an for a we're talking about like if a player just doesn't want to be a member of that team anymore. The best thing that I think for both the esports team and the player is to contact the team they want to be a part of and agree to some kind of trade value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, but what what that all evaporates if these if players are ruled as employees and it's at will. Yes. There, there's none of that. Um, well, well, it, it would it would also as well. Yeah, and it it would also um, you know. It, it, it could potentially open up uh, some serious problems for players too. It wouldn't just be the orgs that would suffer because uh, termination uh, for cause suddenly comes into the um Yeah, I mean, discussion. I feel like esports teams kind of already have that. Those. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think I yeah. think they pretty much enact that anyway, um, yeah. and and just no one ever contests it. Exactly. But 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 yeah. generally, you know, in some games, what you have a tendency to see is, oh, we bench this player. We benched them. We don't want them to be part of the organization anymore, but we don't want to cut them loose because we can sell them for a pretty penny somewhere down the line. So they're benched. They're a streamer. Yes. You know, whatever language there is. But but now they wouldn't even have to do that if you, you if an employer, that. yeah, that yeah, they, they if if they had cause, which you know could be deemed by any violation of a, of a contract, uh, could be deemed cause by is any. So easy to find. Yeah. yeah oh, totally. I mean. Uh, uh, you know, it's very, very easy to find. It could be a, it could be a tweet from fucking seven years ago. Um, you know that you made before you were even a competitive esports player. Now you would be handing. So, so it, it, it would change the paradigm. I think heavily in favor of players, but not exclusively. There would be, there would be some people that would suffer from it being an employee-employer uh, relationship for sure. I think. So, so you think that there's actually potential for players themselves to suffer? Yeah, yeah, that, that, it is a potential. It's, a, it's the smaller part of the argument, for sure. But but, yeah. but um, no doubt about that. But obviously, you know, there's certain hoops that people jump through. For example, when you're benched, you make a salary still. Uh, it's very often in esports contracts now that if you get get benched or you're out of the team, you make a reduced salary, but you're still Usually about twenty five percent of the... yeah. And but you're still under contract, so you're still getting money. Now, if I'm an esport, if I if if I've got a player that like isn't considered very good or didn't play very well, or there's rumors flying around that they're difficult to work with, and I can't offload this motherfucker for his buyout fee. Yeah. Right. Well, imagine a world where I don't even have to do that. I just get I just get my assistant to go through his twitter history oh right well look you, you know in 2012 you called someone a cunt i consider that a slur um that's not how we like to represent our organization um and this tweet's blowing up now because i also have my assistant tell people about it and tell media groups about it and deserto ran a story about it so now you're fucked uh, yeah. so, so now i get to fire you for cause so, I mean, you can also just, you can look at, it's so much easier than that even, like, because one of the clauses in every esports contract I've ever seen is, like, if you're underperforming, right? Like, mm -hmm. as defined by, like, you're not winning games, basically. Yeah, like, yeah, the, the underperformance clauses are brilliant because it's such, yeah. it's such <laughs> nebulous language. Like, what, exactly. does that, what does that yeah. mean, you know, like? If if your if your owner sets the standard, you must win tournaments, and you finish second. You're technically underperforming. Yes, yeah, and then you can be benched, and then you can be held to contract. So, yeah. and I want to be clear too, like just on the side of the, the team owners, that this doesn't. Um, the the player option in response to this is always to go nuclear, right? Mm. So so like all all a player needs to do 
is go, hey, I was benched for underperforming. I can't leave my con on Twitter. I can't leave my contract. Um, they're holding me to it. Mm. This is evil. And mm. then like immediately, it's just a shitstorm, right? Yeah. So it, it usually, while, while these are what, what what Richard and I are talking about right now are like these are. What we're talking about are, are, are contractual things written in contracts. In practice, I can't think of many times when an org benched somebody, held them to contract, and then they couldn't get out of it, and they were stuck because the fear of the, of the feedback on social media is so great that if that actually happened, the org would just be hosed. Yeah. 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 So I, I think, I think what, what's likely to come out of this uh for all the la based esports organizations again if you're one of the ones who are based down in texas you you don't need to give a, much of a fuck about this honestly like a lot of this will be very specific to california because um you know not not exclusively not some of the issues but i mean we, we are talking almost exclusively about a california issue here i mean that's another thing to consider for now so yeah. so for, yeah for now i i think it will have wide-reaching ramifications but that's that's years so off. long yeah, yeah so it, long. the, the california issues right in front of us and, and i mean that's that is particularly relevant because the mm. most of the major esports publishers are incorporated in california so they're going to be beholden to that law right yeah, yeah. most of the players play in california because yep. riot studios is in santa monica and Blizzard, uh, I think Blizzard plays all over the place, or how does Al work? Uh, well, yeah, because now they have a road show, but but it yeah. does say in their contract, their wonderful, fair contract to players, that uh, <laughs> it's the laws of California that bind you. It was quite interesting, actually. While that Riot oh, wow. Games, while that Riot Games uh, forced arbitration thing was going through, everybody uh -huh. ignored that the Overwatch League uh, contract had it that you had to, that you waived your rights to sue them. Interesting. Yeah, nope, no, uh, nobody I'm brought it back. That division. wasn't a bigger deal, too. The forced arbitration thing. Nah, I've got. Um, again, I, I think I think normal clause in employment contracts. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I, I hate it. I uh, again, as somebody that's uh, worked with um, ACAS, uh, they're called in in the the UK. Yeah. Um, they're in general. Uh, you know that every esports contract has that shit too, right? Uh, oh, I, I well. Yeah. I, I've seen Most it. Of the ones but, that I've seen are are, are are jams arbitrated. Yeah, I've I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it quite quite a lot. But um, my my gut feeling is, it, I honestly don't think it would be it's enforceable. enforceable. I, I just don't. I just can't yeah. see it. I think for an esports organization, especially like, well, you're gonna tell me that like I go I go to an event, you put me in harm's way, harm's incurred. Um, because even the LCS contract had it where it was like it was just something ridiculous where if you were killed. It literally had a clause about if you were killed. So uh, if you you were playing for LCS and a light lands on your head, one of the light fittings, a loose light fitting, complete negligence, it crushes your skull and you die. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't get more than fifty thousand dollars out of riot. Jesus. <laughs> okay. So they even had a clause in case of death in the LCS contract. Oh my god. <laughs> Classic riot games. I, I you know I love that stream you did where you were talking about when you went to the fucking campus grounds and the guy who designed the Draven axe and everything. Brilliant. Oh god, yeah. Brilliant. The yeah, the the the, the... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like. I have a lot of stories about Riot, and like, I have to be careful because, like, when I tell a story about Riot, because I'm not normally like a big broadcaster, right? Like, I normally yeah. have like a hundred viewers in here that are just sitting around, and then occasionally someone like clips something on live stream fail, and, and that was one of those things where it's like I was telling a story about Riot that I thought that no one would ever like say anything about, and I was like, oh shit, this has 250k views. Oh my god. Yeah, no, it, it was because it, I mean I I've been sitting for ages, like the inefficiency and how they're 
structure works and everything is just just insane did um, you ever hear the one uh that i told you i i told this story about having um 11 uh uh player managers in the same in the lcs we had no, this go on we tell me I, I love stuff about riot it's like my crack so okay go you, you gotta do it to me now <laughs> okay so there was this is this is a quick story so do you remember when lcs players were um uh they they used to be driven we used to have a van that would pick us up yeah. To, to take us to the LTS. And then eventually Riot was like, well, you got to have your own van. Um, and uh, like, so so there used to be, if you guys can imagine it, like in Sa there's a Santa Monica studio where people um, people play in the LCS. And the team houses are all over the place. And, and CLG's house was in Arcadia, which is uh, in Pasadena. Yep. So it's a hell of a long way away. Sometimes we would commute three hours to get to and from the LCS. It was because it's, it's LA traffic is bananas. So um, it used to be that they would like contract these like old Russian guys to drive these like curious white vans that they would pick us up. And these people were like very questionable, <laughs> like, like just, just kind of weird dudes. You know, they, would, um, they wouldn't really talk to us and they were just kind of uh, had heavy accents, but whatever. Okay, they got us to the location and I didn't die, great. So they're driving, so they would, they would take these vans and, and these vans were always late. So, so one time I was, uh, I was uh I, I'm not gonna say like who the people were because you you, you know all these people I'm sure but like yeah. there, there's um when I first got to the LCS I was working for Dignitas and this is my first experience dealing with this and the van was late and my players were pissed off they wanted to go home and they're all like where the hell is the van um so I go to this player manager and I'm like um where's the van and he's like Psh, not my job dude and I'm like well whose job is it you're the guy that manages the players and he's like I don't know let me get a guy. So he goes in and he goes and gets a guy. An another guy comes in and said, and I'm like, where's the van? He's like, oh, I heard someone else knows about the van. Let me get this person, get the girl. The girl comes in, we're at three people. But that, that person is like, um, I don't know. I don't know where the vans are. Let me call someone, call someone, wait five minutes. Somebody comes down from across the street at Riot. Now we're at four people. Now I'm, I, Richard, this is no word of a lie. We get up to 11 people and no one knows where the fucking van is. There's no, there's no ownership of, of who has the van. Oh my and, and I'm like, God. this is so simple. And then finally, like, so, so you've got 11 people in the break room that are arguing about where the van is until the guy actually just shows up. Jesus he just shows Christ. up, right? And, and, and I, coined a, I coined a phrase from this called the riot broken washing machine. Yeah. Because what it is is you throw the dirty laundry in and it just rolls around and it comes out dirty again. It, it, it looks yeah. like something's happening, but yeah. nothing's happening. Yeah, I mean, this was like this was like the common thing I heard over there all the time. Just like nobody even understood. Like the, the, to, to use the analogy I would use, if you've seen Apocalypse Now, you, I don't know if you know that bit where like Martin Sheen's getting close to meeting up with fucking Kurtz, right? And there's and, the, and there's a guy like just start to get some, get some, and he's firing his fucking machine gun, and Martin Sheen like goes to him like, "Who's in charge here?" And the guy turns around and goes, "It ain't you." Yeah, <laughs> that's Riot Games. That's, that's Riot right. Games. Yeah, and it's like the, the whole the whole organization is set up as like this horizontal management culture. It's like, dude, like we don't have like owners, dude. Like the pyramid, man. We got to break the pyramid. Like screw the yeah. C level. It's like you know, having some ownership in an organization is a good thing. Like you have to have some responsibility. And when it's like you have eleven people that are in a totally horizontal organization and nobody has any agency or owns anything, like nobody knows what's going on because they just assume someone else is doing it. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah, yeah that, it, just an absolute um you know clusterfuck all the time and that's uh, how we had four thousand employees right at one time riot had four thousand employees for one fucking game 
Yeah, right, well, right. well, that, that was this other thing as well. Like, what was and and, and you know, I, I was told this by like multiple uh, people who've like subsequently left Riot Games and like they're free from the cult like hypnosis that was going on uh, oh, uh, yeah, over there at that time. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, they were basically saying that the, the reason that they kept employing people was they were looking for like to find everybody in esports who had like a cultural fit, um, and 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 they would they would even employ people that they didn't have like any clear outline. They would advertise a job and then instead of hiring one person for that job they'd hire like three or four people and then it would be oh, like wow. well, you know and they, and they were doing this to bring as many people into the riot games fold because what they wanted to do was basically like assimilate and expand you know like the fucking borg or whatever um and that was that was their entire plan and this is why a lot of the interviews because i don't know uh, did, did you work at riot no, I didn't work at Riot. Yeah, you just worked um, with them just, as in I your just capacity. worked with them yeah. very closely for three years. Yeah, like just just. Did you ever? There. Did you ever interview over there? Did you uh, ever do an interview? I I yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so there was a there was a job offer on the table. Yeah, I, I don't want to say like too much about it, but there was something sure. going on there for sure. Yeah. So do, do you um uh like how many interviews in the interview process were there? Not very far because I immediately saw right. what the culture was like, and I was like, right. I, I can't do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so what, what, one of the things that they would do is that um, if they didn't feel they could position someone immediately, they would stall. <laughs> so they really? would just, yeah. So they would just <laughs> insist on another interview. So I, I knew people who were like, oh, I had to do nine interviews. <laughs> oh my God. And I, and I, I, yeah, I took, nine. I took one look at that stuff, man, and I was getting, um, I, it was a pretty, like, decently high level position. So it was like a pretty serious conversation. Yeah. I, I turned 360 degrees and walked right out of there, dude. I was like, "There's no way I could do this." Nah, it, it was wild, and and some of the yeah. questions as well, because there was there was uh, obviously the famous Monty question, the me question. This was about finding alliances, which they believed were a big important part of the cultural fit. You can't have a Richard Lewis fan work at Riot Games, obviously, because Richard Lewis <laughs> hates Riot Games. So so they would they would throw questions in, but they would they would come in and ask these like ridiculous questions. I mean. Um, it just shows like tech bro bullshit knows no limits like questions like if you were a brick in a wall what what brick would you be and why <laughs> what the fuck like you know what, what i mean yeah how many golf balls fit in the bus type questions like yeah, that kind of thing yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was that was actually that was actually a question uh oh from somebody that, yeah. that, that that interviewed over there if you were a brick in a wall what brick would you be and why and it's just like you're, at that point, you're wasting my motherfucking time. Like, this is so stupid. This has got nothing to do with competency. It's got not, you know. Yeah, it, it, it very much takes a certain type of personality to be there. And the thing is, too, yeah. like, like you nailed it. Like, there, there really is. Um, it, so, so there's a there's a concept in in like business called KPIs, like key performance indicators, yeah. just like a, a way to track um, uh, obligations or ongoing um, things that you're trying to accomplish in the company, and it just doesn't exist. In, 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 yeah. in most tech companies and especially like riot they, they they but on the like if you sit one down i, I say it like you, you know you pick one out sit one down you try and deprogram um, one of them yeah yeah like exactly like they'll they'll tell you like yeah like we have objectives and like like i clearly understand my objectives but like when you really nail it down and be like well what are those objectives like what's the time frame you're supposed to complete these things it's just like no they have like a very like rough timeline but like they have no idea of like what's actually trying to be accomplished yeah maybe it's so, different now but certainly it wasn't when i was there yeah if anything it sounds like um it, it's actually got worse because to, like they've had a lot of uh, uh sort of uh aborted uh, projects at the moment um mm -hmm. where they, you know they, they they were adamant they were going to go into one thing and then they they've they withdrawn then they had all that internal beef with tencent because tencent wanted to make them um 
So what I, what I got told was from a Tencent source of all things was that Tencent were like, look, you've got this great IP mm-hmm. in the former League of Legends and you're not making any other games about it. So what we want to do now that we've like acquired all of Riot Games and we're back in the driving seat, we want you to do a bunch of shit, grindy mobile phone games, you know, freemium bullshit, right? And of course, mm-hmm. a lot of the fucking Riot execs are like, oh my God, no, not our precious... Not our precious League of Legends IP, which itself was so fucking derivative of Dota and everything else. No, no, we, we you can't do this. It's our children, you know, like all this like hand wringing about it. So they were they were like basically sort of being pressured to kind of like make stuff they didn't want to put their uh, name to. The so. cannibalization, man, is like yeah. Riot, Riot goes like takes everything from Blizzard. Blizzard takes everything from Warhammer 40k. And just the, the the cannibalization continues. Games Workshop are the ones who really missed out in all of this. I think. Yes, it's so true it's so yeah. true and and like everyone just moved on it's like the whole like wow was the first mmo thing it's like everybody forgot about everquest and, Do- and, yeah. and, and uh and dark age of camelot yeah. like it's the same thing it's like games workshop they had the whole 40k title blizzard just goes and copy and pastes it into starcraft and <laughs> yeah. warcraft and just gets away with it and nobody even remembers it no but the, there was there was a lawsuit wasn't there and and yes. uh, and didn't they didn't they rule that they, they were they were materially different enough it's some unique enough I, yeah. IP that it did it man, which is just so crazy to me mm. it's like just literally i mean like copy and paste they're what are we called space marines i mean i don't even know yeah <laughs> just- I, uh, it's, it's why I, i've always hated uh like blizzard a little bit uh just a little bit not as much as i did now like now i now i, I loathe the company but um you know i always hate I them a little about them, yeah. I, I i always very diplomatic i love it uh always uh um <laughs> uh, you know because they were always like yeah, we stole a bunch of ideas, and they're like, "Look at all this great shit we created!" Like, oh, fuck off, man! I was playing fucking Warhammer and 40k way before Blizzard was around. What the fuck are you talking about? And it's I, all the I, same shit. I do think that Blizzard, like, now is sort of showing a different coloration. Like, yeah, like oh, look definitely. at like the last year. It's like, okay, they've got they've got World of Warcraft Classic and Warcraft Three Classic, right? Like, they're not making anything new. They're, they're, yeah. they're struggling so much. I mean, I guess there's Diablo Immortal, but like you're, they're struggling. That's not even their their game, right? They're well, they said they're not going to announce any new games. They uh, did? The next BlizzCon. I'm pretty sure that came out. Um, oh, no. Might have been Jason Scryer that said that. They said, So what that means is it's all DLC. God. And expansions. I don't know if Blizzard could have another BlizzCon like the last one. Yeah, I'm yeah. not ready for that. It's too soon. What, what's the matter? Don't you have a phone, Devin? What's wrong with I, you? I, I, I do have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it to call uh, an Uber <laughs> and get as far away from Blizzard as possible. It's just too much. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, so look, uh, let's let's wrap it up, uh, sure. and I'll let you bounce. And then I, uh, apparently, I've got to play this Keemstar video, which will probably get my channel banned. Is Ke- Keemstar's allowed back on Twitch now? Right? He wasn't before. Yeah, he was banned from Twitch for for Why? a bit. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know could, anything about the guy. I you could just... you could throw a fucking dart at a board with Brother Keem, no doubt about it. But um, there's a there's a Twitch staff member in my chat that that hangs here. Can you just clarify? Did they? Uh, I just I just had a staff member say he's allowed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Thank you. Um. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. But yeah, he used to be he was banned, and obviously when people okay. are banned on Twitch, can't. They? Okay. Uh, but look, so though, just just some final points. Um, sure. and, yeah. You know, uh, to, to kind of wrap it up in a neat little bow. So I mean, basically, your your. What are your feelings like? Where do you think this goes, and what yeah. do you think over the next six? You know, well, I don't want to give you a time frame, but what do you think of sort of the immediate changes uh, that are likely to come out of this whole situation between Face and Tfue? 
Um, immediate, I actually don't think there's much. I think a lot relies on uh, TFU's actual statement uh, to sort of clarify some of these. Uh, since, since so much of the, the, the court issue was about pay, Mm -hmm. And and FaZe, uh, particularly Banks, is like really platforming or, or, or campaigning, I should say, on this platform of like the $60,000 number. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not that gets contested by TFU's council, council is really interesting to me. Yeah. And, and I, I think the, the most immediate change is going to be in that statement, because if something happens there to contest FaZe's claim, and then that goes, then that shit show happens, there's going to be a bunch of like um, drama back and forth on that right and yeah. i think that's the most immediate thing that's going to happen like probably within the next 48 to 72 hours we'll see tfu come out with some kind of statement um that uh that that that, that clarifies kind of like what he's going after mm. um as far as like on the business side uh, um the waiver commission takes a long time we both know that um i just don't anticipate anything happening in any like real time frame um i i think the implications of the whole thing are enormous but I, I think it's just going to take a really, a lot of time for that to, to resolve. What, what do you think? Well, I think, okay, so I think, uh, I, when I said initial, I, I probably, it would, would have been better to say short term, so apologies. Um, but so, short, short, short term. Um, I think, first of all, uh, FaZe absolutely need to get with TFU's lawyers and um, they got to let him go. Deal with us. Yeah, just do yeah. it. Just cut him loose. It, it, it's not worth the headache where this is going to go. You at least then make the court case go away. And because the court case isn't active, the Labor Commission does lose a little bit of impetus, I think, mm -hmm. to, to um, get involved. And, and to do their own investigation which right now might be um it might be unavoidable the next thing i, I, I kind of think it is yeah i agree yeah uh, i think i think the next thing that phase absolutely need to do uh, right now because people are linked people are pulling through all their video you, like you film everything yes and yeah. and and because of the labor commission element and because of other people who might want to leave um you know your your organization right now everything everyone is going through everything with a fine tooth comb in the time i've been talking to you people have linked me about five fucking videos apparently high sky's real age has been fucking exposed so they yes. have lied yeah. um and again i'll have to look at the video before i make a determination i'll probably do that on the stream before i go to bed mm. um you know they 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 uh there's footage of other phase players who were underage shotgunning beers you know like this 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 becomes an unbelievable nightmare because this is the stuff that's all going to get pulled if a labor commission investigation uh does get enacted and mm. so i i think honestly i think phase need to really scale back on this like wholesale approach to content creation and i think we will see them do it i think phase will really yeah i i think i think you have to i think you've got to tell everyone in the organization stop just uh, you know with with wild abandon pointing cameras at everything until this labor commission so, goes away so who is that voice within phase that does that though if they well, don't have anybody that's actually like business savvy well this is the thing they 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 must do because from what i've seen from the legal representation the legal representation's good but it just looks like phase has become this huge sprawling you know like in these lawsuits they're naming um they're naming people uh, like 10 people from FaZe and then naming an additional people as John Doe 1, John Doe 2, who apparently are also elements within companies. And with FaZe. It's this huge sprawling nightmare. So mm -hmm. someone's got to start fucking cracking the whip, just getting everybody on the same page and just saying like, listen, guys, like, like from now on, one voice 
It's this voice. No one else does anything without their say-so. Like, I think they got to start running. You know, Banks has said, I'm going to be offline for a few days. Motherfucker needs to be offline until this is for out. Like few, yeah, 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 be, yeah. yeah. He's got to be all the way gone. And, and yeah. for his own safety, I say it with love. I don't say it with hate because this is a guy who admittedly has bipolar and has had substance abuse issues and had other problems. Like... He could be more harm to himself right now by saying stuff and trying to talk about his emotions, which clearly he's not very good at processing. So uh, the best thing for him is to be away from the stress and the spotlight and the scrutiny. And somebody should really insist upon that over at the organization. But I also think in terms of like your your uh, your content that they're making right now it's got to be scripted it's got to be pre-approved everything needs to go through like some form of legal approval they need to get a, a, everybody that they can all hands on pumps to go through everything that's out there right now and start pulling anything that's incriminating wow. and start going through it like i mean this is just what i would do i would completely shut shut down operations till we had a handle on our output because we're talking about 20 year olds drinking alcohol and what you're gonna give them yeah. free access to like social media and your YouTube and everything else? So, like, so the the thing I would say is like, do you think like in a, the entire culture um, of an organization? Speaking from like one of the most challenging things I had to do at CLG was define our content strategy, and 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 we had mm -hmm. to sort of we had to, we, we kind of came the opposite direction of phase is that we had a culture of people who really didn't like being on camera, mm -hmm. and so we had to practice almost yep. almost practice like putting them on camera to be able to discuss sensitive issues. FaZe is on the absolute opposite end of that spectrum, aren't they? Where it's wrong, like yeah. they are literally filming everything. So you have to retrain the culture from the ground up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. To like to, to actually to, to actually get it so that you think that's possible in like any realistic amount of time. I mean, like, I, I, it's it's def it's definitely the goal they're gonna have to work towards because look, this is, is a necessity. Yeah, this is a problem that's gonna come up time and time again. I mean, mm. apart from the lack of scruples in in their business dealings, where it's like if anybody says, "Hey, this will make money." Well, you know, FaZe don't say, oh, what are the ethical problems with it? You know, that's not a question. They just go, oh, this will make money? Brilliant. Like, let's have Rice Gun promoting mystery boxes. Let's do fucking, you know, skin casinos. Let's, uh, you know. So that that's a much broader cultural problem where their, their choice of business venture is horrendous. And it is starting to hurt them in terms of the lawsuits they're getting jammed up in and the controversy. And honestly, it's the type of thing where if you were an unscrupulous person and you really wanted to hurt FaZe, Every time they announce a big sponsor, you could pull all of their sins, put it in a deck, send it to that sponsor. That's a very super villain way <laughs> to do something. Yeah, you Dude, have some... <laughs> there are people with way too much fucking time on their hands. Again, yeah, we'll I, 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 yeah. right? I, I saw it happen to your boy Steven multiple times. I remember yes. when I, I saw it when yes. SRS came for him. And mm -hmm. every time, every time he would announce a big sponsor, you get all these little fucking basement dwelling gremlins with nothing better to do, writing letters and posting the receipts and you know I always, I, I always spoke out against that because this was at a time when Steven um, was going to have a new um, you know going to have a child in his life and, and hurting his bottom line was hurting the kid inadvertently so I never signed off on that it's a little bit different with FaZe so I think people um, I, I, th I think I think they've really got to change the culture I mean uh, 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 you know what's it going to be tomorrow and, and and as I said videos of kids drinking um they need to get with Twitch and and uh, and uh, Epic Games about whether or not they lied about this kid being thirteen. They need to get ahead of that because I mean, so that's that's yeah, number yeah. three that needs to happen. If they mm -hmm. have lied, they need to privately come clean to both of those entities and ask for clemency. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
Um, I, I think so. So what you're you're seeing, and you think in the short term, there's basically a total cultural change in phase out of necessity to be able to answer these. I I, I think yeah. they've got to get the gears in motion because it just gets worse and worse otherwise, yeah. and then eventually uh, that leads yeah. to like a snowball effect that just destroys the organization if it's not already. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of like I'm kind of one down from you. I think what I think what'll probably happen is uh, a lot of bad shit will happen. A lot of people yeah. will leave phase. They'll lose a lot of their market value and they'll relocate. I see. Uh, and yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think that's how the story ends. I don't think it's the end of phase per se. I, I wish it would be. As I said, I think they're a vampire. I don't either. Yeah, I mean, that that's, that's not my like official position. Um, yeah. Like, I think, I think phase is too big of an entity and can operate in too many places and just has too much of a following to like actually just go away. Yeah, but but I, but I, but I think phase as is, like you said in in that clip where you were like, I think this is the end of phase. I think phase yeah. as is certainly as is this like sprawling like media as entity. we know it to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, they, they, they're going to relocate. To maybe Houston or something like that, and, yeah, and or Vegas yeah. maybe might be a better fit, um, and get away from uh, all of the shit that they're bringing down on themselves right now. So yeah. I think I think that's all the immediate stuff, and of course, um, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get T few. Um, he's gonna get a get a lot of shit in the short term. I, I think no doubt about it. But I but I think eventually wherever he lands or whatever he decides to do next, I think there is a if if he's got good people around him, um, and it sounds from what Banks was saying in his video, he does. He has a team. He has yeah. like a, you know his father's involved in the decisions. He has oh, a yeah. legal you know legal team. I think what happens is you know if he's smart, he's going to sit down uh, with a very respected uh, you know journalist or, or, or publication, and he's going to explain why he did it. And how it wasn't just about getting him out of a contract and, and say, like, you know, this isn't just about me. It's something bigger. I'm not trying to make myself out to be a hero, but the contract wasn't fair. What was going on wasn't fair. And I wanted to speak out because, yeah, you know, I want to have my time and I want to achieve as much as I can. And I hope the fans can understand that. So you'll see you'll see that spin come out. And because... Oh, absolutely. And I think TFU yeah. comes out way ahead in the long yeah, term. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because by going yeah. second and having a... a yes, exactly. Having, yeah, totally. And not only going second, but just taking the higher road. Like I, I, yeah. I think he's not—he's not, he's not going to come out with like a "Yo, bro, homie" video, right? He's going to come no. out with like a very professional statement that's created, that's supported by a team, and it's just going to steamroll like this very emotional response from Banks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I think even if it's clear he's reading from a fucking script, essentially, it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. He, you know, in, in in the game of chess right now, like he'd have to, you know, he'd have to go a long way to fuck up and get checkmated by phase yeah like, he really, he's very several pieces ahead yeah <laughs> unbelievably so and it's funny how far ahead you get in one of these situations just by not talking isn't it yeah exactly i mean yeah. I, you know there, there was a lot of one of the things i learned from the great robert olin before uh he went crazy and, and left um was uh, and i miss him dearly but he always told me that sometimes the best way to kill something is with silence Mm -hmm. And um, you know it, it's a it's a important lesson to learn to know when to know when to go on the offensive and have your social media work in overdrive and to do the PR offensive and when to just never give anything the oxygen it needs to thrive. And the famous um, quote, man, argue with a fool and they drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. If you wrestle with pigs, you're both covered in shit, but the pig <laughs> likes it. 
<laughs> well said. Yeah. Um, I was figuring you had one of those on, on the at Hipfire. Yeah, British British idioms. We'll, yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll, we'll follow them, you know. Um, so look, man, uh, great to talk. I, fuck, I feel like we could do this again sometime. Like just talking about I'd some other to. stuff. Yeah, honestly, it's yeah. great to get you on. I'm glad we finally got to to talk. And I think your insight's been super valuable for anyone following the story. And look, I, I totally agree with you. I think um, it's a bit depressing to see people like not able to extricate themselves from the drama and um you know break away from that being the focus i think that speaks a little bit to our industry and kind of how young it is um and that's why it's important like guys like you are out there streaming you know i mean it's a humble and experience right like me and you the last two nights we we streamed to thousands of people spread across b both of us uh it's crazy yeah, yeah breaking down legal complaints on twitch so and you know, people watched it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And so, I'm, I'm used to playing Magic the Gathering for like 80 people, you know, and I just kind of, and then people were like, hey, what do you think about Twitch TV? And I'm like, this, you know, like this is a completely, I mean, you're, I think you've been in the spotlight a lot, you know, and I, I've kind of always. Good and bad reasons. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I, and I want to, I want to pay homage to you, man. Like the, the, the time you're taking to bring this issue outside of the drama and to, and to, and to bring this into its actual light. As as for what it is, which is a a serious set of allegations, mm -hmm. a, a business and issue, and and an esports issue as a whole, I really appreciate that, and yeah. I wish there were more people on Twitch that were doing that. Well, you know, I sometimes I'm too thorough for my own good and too involved for my own good, but it's like I've always said it: the qualities that make me an asshole are what make me suited to do this. Um, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, because it's like yeah. when I, when I get hold of something, and I just don't let go, even if it's to the point of absurdity, the point where I'm I'm like. You know, crushing my own jaw by biting down so hard right but it's just i know you need to do it to do this job so just is it is what it is um yeah. but but look man um i'll let you get back uh, are you going to be turning your stream on because i can add you to my host list uh, in case i turn off uh sure yeah um i've been i've been live this uh on the stream too cool. for this great I'll I'll, I'll 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 add you to my host list because i think your fucking streams a very important one in our landscape and again just thanks a lot for your time buddy and um again let's get let's get together in a few weeks because i'm sure there'll be even more fucking fallout more. for us to talk about let's right follow up the gift yeah, that keeps giving. if there's any way i can ever provide value to you man I'm, I'm one dm away i'd love to impact it i really appreciate what you're doing no 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 hey thanks a lot buddy nice of you to say so you enjoy the rest of your stream you too sir take care all right, so there you have it, guys. That was the uh, wonderful Devin Nash, uh, known as Milix here, if you go back some distance.